Hello, and welcome to Famicast 76, your Famicast for the latter half of March 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined, as always, by Mr. James Charlton. Um, hi, everyone. I'm eating some delicious chocolate. It's going to make it hell in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Video viewers will get it. Yes. And we're also joined by Ty Sugarts. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to rip and tear. Rip yes. and tear. <laughs> and that's uh, actually in uh, semi-HD, or I don't know. Yeah. Slightly better resolution. <laughs> Slightly less trash webcam. <laughs> See if I can have a connect ready for next month. Rip in peace, Yahoo Messenger. You can look at me in 3D. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, I've got another exciting show for you guys here for today. Um yeah, lots of news type of stuff. Lots of cool new, new new business. I know a lot of things that Ty is especially looking forward to here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, actually, I'm going to have to leave maybe at some point in the show, maybe probably after new business or something like that. So um, just some family stuff that's going on. But So right now I'm just going to go ahead and hand the reins over to James, and he'll carry you all the way to the end, whether that be hell or wherever. He'll take you there. <laughs> I promise nothing. <laughs> so, Danny, uh, I guess an important event happened this month uh, Nintendo's first app. Is it yeah. Nintendo's first app? I guess it is. Because uh, well, these ones have been Pokemon Company, right? Yeah, Nintendo developed app. That's right. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, it's uh, Mitomo, which um, I'm just showing at, uh, to the video viewers at the moment. There's a little virtual me. Well, it's just my me, really. Walking around a, an apartment, which I didn't design. Yep. It just kind of gets randomly generated, and you get plopped right in there. Um. So basically, Mitomo is, from what I can understand, having never played uh, Tomodachi Life, it's basically a segment of Tomodachi Life. Uh, Danny, you haven't played that, have you? I have not, actually. Yeah, so you would think that, <laughs> you know, the most popular game in Japan. No one on this podcast has actually played it. Uh, Tomod <laughs> it was called Tomodachi Collection, wasn't it, in, J in Japan? Collection, yeah. Yeah, and it was Life in, in the West, right? Right, right. Um some reason they didn't change Tomodachi. <laughs> but anyway, so they've kept, they really were hanging on to that Tomo thing, which means friend, obviously. And you can show that to Tomo, still means the same thing. Mm. So it's kind of weird. So you, I guess the My Nintendo stuff and the Mitomo stuff are kind of like integrated, like you kind of did those things at the same time. You know, you're setting up your, your, your new My Nintendo account, which replaces Club Nintendo and all that shiz, which kind of got cancelled uh, a couple of months back. Right. Um, and then you, yeah, you could download uh, uh, Mitomo and, you know, it's all kind of integrated. You know, you're getting points as soon as you start up uh, Mitomo. It's like you're getting points all over the place. It's like you got a thousand uh, silver, platinum, gold, whatever it is, mm -hmm. <laughs> points. Uh, you're getting Mitomo coins and platinum coins and you're not getting gold coins because they're different. Gold right. coins you, you only get from actually buying stuff with actual money. Right. 
So yeah, it's um, it's, you can tell that you know they wanted they wanted people to download it in you know in the first week because there's lots of rewards for doing for doing that. Um, you know, just for like installing the app, just for like making a me. It's like congratulations all over the place. Yeah. And um, so yeah, you make your me, and uh, from what I've heard, other people who have played Tom and Actually Life say is that the creation tool is very similar to that. Um, you know, you can change your voice pitch and your your personality. Mm-hmm. It's got this thing which is very popular in Japan. It's like a spider web type graph, which you can kind of pull out um, various points uh, of your personality. Um, I'm having trouble actually remembering any parts of that, but <laughs> it's yeah. like basically you can just slide it up and down. You can be like, I don't know what it is. Like ones like speed or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like you, you live your life, you know, quickly or Take yeah. it easy. You know, you pull it all the way to the end. It's like you're f- you're frenetic. You know, you put it all the way down to the bottom. You're like you slow pace. You chilled out or whatever like that. And it's got like you know whatever eight branches of this graph. And um, I actually forget the mathematical term for that kind of graph, but probably people know what we're talking about. It's a really really popular thing to do in Japan actually. Um, <laughs> you don't realize until you start living here. It's like everything on TV is represented by these graphs. It's like you'll get like a TV commercial about. I don't know, some kind of energy drink, and it'll pop up one of those graphs, and Japanese people go, oh, okay, that's what it means. And all the Westerners are going like, huh? I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> but Thank anyway. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, so you get all set up, and you can, you know, you can edit your greetings. Um, so, like, for example, uh, when... When a friend, you, people can visit your room. <laughs> I've, I've, Danny, have you visited my room? I think so. Okay. So when, um, so for example, if Danny wants to come to my room, he can do that. He can select me. If I've answered one of his questions recently, he can select me, and it says, "Do you want to go to James's room?" And he, of course, he says yes. <laughs> and then um, it's got uh, some music playing. So when when he walks in, this is what he'll hear. The honor is all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. Um, so and then when when Danny comes in, he starts talking to me. Danny, what's your greeting for like you know what's up or something, right? I think it's just hey, what's up? Okay. So if I went to Danny's room, I would barge in through his door and I would say this. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And then uh, after we finish chatting, you know, asking each other questions and stuff, um, um, I'll say this to Danny as he leaves, and I will say this. The greatest time of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) One for all the US Street Fighter fans there. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so basically it's, it's kind of like a questioning app, isn't it? It's kind of like, what you do on Twitter is like, you get into conversations with people, like you'll say a, you'll say a statement, you know, Nintendo NX coming out Christmas 2016, am I right? And then someone will reply to you saying, no, you're an idiot, or yeah, man, <laughs> like, or something like that. It's right. kind of like that, but like, Nintendo is supplying you questions to, with which to answer, so... Right, it's definitely a more guided type of a experience. I mean, it's, it's their posing these ideas and all these type of things, sometimes just like weird things that maybe if you're like a teenager 
Like, well, who, what was your first crush? How old were you? I mean, like, just kind of stuff like that sometimes, too. Where because, do you live? <laughs> actually, I did get one. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Like, what are you what? wearing? <laughs> um, like, you know, like Twitter, when, does it still say on Twitter, like, what are you doing, what are you doing now or something like that? I think it's, it's what are you thinking? What are you thinking? No, something and like that. Facebook's What's got that? a slightly different one, right? Um, yeah, all the social networks have got that. So basically what Nintendo have done is like that question is just changes constantly. It's not like what are you doing now? It's like Danny said, you know, these kind of random questions about you, your personal life, your personality, what you like. It's um, everybody votes put into an app. Yeah, and um, <laughs> because it's been out for like, is it like a week now? And a um, Yeah, exactly a week. It's been updated like, uh, I think twice since its release, and um, I think the the next update is going to be. Um, it's only in Japanese. What's it's it's weird. It is only on the Japanese iTunes store. So in a way, it is region locked because you have to have access to a Japanese iTunes account or an, an a Google uh, Play account. But once you install it, it it defaults to your de- your device's language. So mine's set to British English. So it's all in British English, and Danny's is an American, right? Right, but I thought I had to actually go back and choose that. In the like, when you first start up, you have to actually choose the language that you play in. But oh, really? Okay, I totally forgot about that bit. So yeah, like I I noticed that, for example, um, you get these sweets or candies. So Danny's will probably say candies, but mine say sweets. You oh, know, really? Even, okay. even little things like that, you know, it's it's been you know deeply you know uh, you know translated into even in various forms of English, which is uh, pretty cool. But the weird thing is, like, you know, when you get these pop-up notifications that there's an update, it comes up only in Japanese because, you know, they're assuming that only Japanese people are using it. Right. Which is not true. You know, (laughs) Nintendo fans, you know, they're crazy, and they'll probably start a Japanese iTunes account just to play it. Right. Um, Which they shouldn't really bother with because, you know... I mean, it's (laughs) it's not that amazing. Yeah, it's already a week out. I mean, and they said it's coming out this month. There's only a few days left in the month, so <laughs> yeah, if you can hold cute. your horses for a few more days, you can probably get it. But, I mean, you know, creating a, a Japanese iTunes account isn't that hard to do, So, and there are tons of tutorials, FAQs, or whatever out there to, that'll tell you how to do it. So if that's something that you really want to do, you just feel like you need this, well, first of all, you probably have already done it. <laughs> <laughs> And second of all, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I kind of feel sorry for people like saying, oh my god, I can't wait for it. And it's like, dude, you know, chill your, cool your jets there, man. Yeah, this is not the next Nintendo game. This is, you know, a Nintendo communication app. <laughs> you know, right. heavily truncated. You know, right. it... Playing this, or playing this, in quotation marks, using this app, you know, it's kind of made me realize uh, I'm, I would never buy Tomodachi Life because, you know, like, spend, you know, downloading something for free is one thing, but, like, spending, you know, 40 big ones on a game which is like this, but, you know, a little bit more or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, of course, Tomodachi Life has a lot more to it, and they do have, you know, uh, you can meet, you know, c- celebrity me's and, you know, the thing, crazy things happen, you know. This is only your friends. Mm-hmm. Which which brings me on to the kind of weirdest thing is that it's, I mean, it's integrated with Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, hey, woohoo. 
but like the weird thing is that it's only integrated through Twitter and Facebook. Like the friends and probably Line and stuff like that if you have that. But like to add friends, they have to, you have to be mutual friends on Twitter. So like yeah. if I follow if I'm following somebody on Twitter, but they're not following me back, they can't be my Mitomo friend. So I can't have like Ricky Gervais in my Mitomo friends list because he <laughs> doesn't follow me back. So I can only have like you know losers, losers like Danny. Um, you know, take what you can get, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, so that means you know you have to be really careful because like once you've linked it up, like you know, let's say you do create a Japanese iTunes account and you link your Twitter with it, um, you're kind of locked in with that. So when the American one comes out, you're gonna have to you know delete that one and like re-register with your an American with an American Nintendo ID or whatever and and then all your Twitter friends will be linked to that other account so you have to be careful with that and actually Cyrus who's not actually on the podcast at the moment but he should be joining us anytime soon right. he actually made a whole new Twitter account just to do this with he, he created like a you know, Japanese version of himself yeah. on there. you know what's bizarre about that James because I added that account on my Twitter you know days ago and then I was just waiting to have it updated on my, you know, Mitomo yeah. here on my phone. And it's it fresh. I it literally I just saw it like as you were just talking. I was like, oh, <laughs> finally, you know. Well, yeah, that's another thing, you know. I've been saying there for days. I, I really don't know. But. Well, it's another thing, you know, baby steps for Nintendo here. But like, yeah. um, or DNA, did they help them with this with the back with the back end of this? I don't know, but Probably. like. Um, you have to actually manually refresh, like pull it down and refresh, or like tap the Twitter thing within Mitomo and ask it to refresh your friends list, and then it'll like pop up with like you know three new guys who joined Mitomo recently. Like, oh right, I didn't know they joined. But like pretty much any other app, you know, like if you use Instagram or something, Instagram just like pops up and says, hey, your tw uh, Twitter follower blah 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 just joined Instagram. Do you want to follow them? So it's like it's you know more deeply integrated, but with this one it's like you know manually refresh, and then you have to select their name and then add them. You know, but this is something that could be fixed. And, and yeah, it, it probably will be. You know, yeah. probably by the end of this year, this will all be null and void. But I'm just saying, you know, these are you know you can tell this is you know their first foray into you know apps and stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that you know. I mean, it's visually and you know whatever. Technically, I guess graphically, you could say you know it's a very high quality app. Um, sure. It runs in like you know 60 frames a second. Not that there's much going on in those 60 frames a second, <laughs> but like um, uh, because of that, like the battery drains like a motherfucker. That's like, why I yeah I turned on the energy yeah, the saving low, mode, yeah, yeah. low power mode, just in, just because yeah the first day I used it, it probably sucked down like I don't know 30 or 40 percent of my battery and. I don't know. I have a, some, I think there's some kind of an issue with my iPhone 6 battery anyway. But no, 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 no. It is me, Tomo. I mean, no, but I mean, I, I, I sent a half trolling, half truth uh, photograph of like uh, my device plugged into the wall, and there's like, right. this is how to play me, Tomo. Sure. Like, <laughs> it permanently plugged into the wall. But like, yeah, if you turn up, if you turn on the power saving mode, it cuts the frame rate in half. But right. honestly, I don't, I can't tell the difference. It's like uh, it kind of jitters a bit here and there, but 30 frame per second me walking and a 60 frame per second me walking, I honestly can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there there aren't actually there is only one game at the moment. Um, to play, which is like a kind of pachinko, kind of you, you can kind of drop your me and it kind of 
bounces down. As it touches stuff, you can get clothes, clothing mm-hmm. for your meat. Well, if it lands on the particular thing with yeah, if it lands on it, I think no, if it just touches the pl- the platform. No, I don't think so. No, I remember seeing the pop up like when I started it. It said like, touch any platform you touch. If it changes color, like from like blue to gold, that means you get it. Okay. Well, I've only got one item of clothing, and it <laughs> exactly. bounced around on top of them before too. I, I don't know what's going on there. Must just be my anyway. version just trolling me. But um, yeah, I could see this getting a lot of updates because you know this is version 1.001 right um so yeah i could see you know already they're talking about doing the everybody votes thing um they they didn't actually call it that they called it like everyone's question or something like that it was even worse it was like everyone answer or something like that some kind of really contrived thing um so they are going to do things like that so i could see things like you know if if they add more games and you know uh maybe they'll let you customize your home and stuff like that people could get really into that mm-hmm. um, i could see that so i guess but, yeah at the moment yeah. it's it's pretty bare bones and right it's uh yeah it's tomodachi life but only like 15 to 20 percent of that game you know <laughs> mm-hmm. with a few with a few you know with online connectivity and uh you know integration to Twitter and everything but like but still <laughs> it is very it is a lot of fun answering questions in a trolley manner and I'm sure Danny appreciates all the answers that I give him it's they're hilarious like, uh, <laughs> I you know I genuinely laugh out loud sometimes come across this stuff. go and shoot some examples what were the questions that I've helped um, you answer let me pull some of these up <laughs> Because you can have like one one on one questions that are just between me and Danny, or you can have you know more global ones that everyone can chip in, you know, and comment on. So like mm-hmm. I'll answer something, and then Danny can comment on that, and you know Cyrus can comment it, and anyone else who follows them can comment on them. So you know I I got people commenting on my things that I don't who I don't follow, but they're followers of my followers, so you know I can see what they their comments are, right? Mm-hmm. But one-on-ones things are only between the two people, right? Not that it's some kind of crazy personal thing. It's like, what's Danny's, you know, favorite uh, anime character or whatever? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, James. I'm trying to find a good one on guy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, one that I I liked something that James posted that was kind of funny, and this is the type of stuff that you'll get. It's like, which female entertainer do you think will break it into 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 the big time soon? James's answer. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's this. You could you could take it seriously, or you can just be a complete, you know, troll <laughs> asshole like me. And that, and that, to be honest, that is making it fun. Yeah. Oh, Cyrus, Cyrus has joined us. Cyrus, what is your favorite comment of mine that I've uh, enlightened your life with on Mitomo? I don't read anything you post. <laughs> I did enjoy that one, how you, you talked about uh, you like half-priced donuts and then remembered that you should mention your wife as also being your favorite thing. <laughs> right. Well, some, yeah, someone who follows you, I don't know if it was your, your girlfriend or someone, but someone said, um, you know, they really like my uh, my comments on your things. Oh, yeah, I was like, if I could like your comment, I would. Was that Was that your girlfriend? No, this is some random, like, ALT from Japan. I, I went scrounging around for any possible contacts <laughs> on Facebook. Right then. You're welcome. Yeah, 
getting me making me super popular with all those ALT ladies over here. <laughs> Boom. So here's one thing I don't know. Like, just as we're talking now, Neil Ronahan from the, the website has just uh, come into my room. There's Neil there with a bicycle helmet on, I guess. Yes. And it's just, we're just kind of like pretending to talk there. But if I if I touch it, him, it'll start a conversation with him. That sounds weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like real life. <laughs> yeah, and then you can see like about his um, personality traits or uh, things that he's commented on recently. Um, and if you <laughs> keep touching him, then you'll you'll just keep asking him questions or. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to now guess what I think makes Neil happy and write that. But that's only between me and him, you see. So I have well, I don't know what makes Neil happy. Uh Nintendo games, I guess. I still have So it'd be good if we get some like audience interaction here. If someone's like listening live now, put in the comments, what do you think Neil Ronahan what makes real Neil Ronahan happy? Please tell me in uh, Twitter or something, <laughs> and I'll answer that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, do we have any other comments on me, Tomo? Um, Cyrus? Yeah, go ahead, Cyrus. Um, like, for an app that has literally nothing in it for the most part, like, you just answer a bunch of questions, and it's actually like, I, I don't really enjoy playing it, but I find myself answering questions repeatedly. And, uh, yeah, and you, you do get um, bonuses for that, right? If you people yeah. answer, if you, what is it, if you comment on people five three times answers. a day? I think it's if you comment on three and view ten answers, you get five points for each of them. Right. But uh, when I was on the train coming back from Tokyo just last night, uh, there was a bunch of people on the train, and I could see them using Mitomo on their phones. Hmm. So, Japanese people? Yeah, it was in. I was coming back from Shinjuku, so it was like a crammed in sardines train. And everyone was just on their phones. So uh, yeah, there was plenty. Of... Well, it's a million downloads, right? <clears throat> the almighty line for top usage app on the Android service. Yeah, I think it was number one on the, at least on the social networking section of the of the App Store. I don't know if it was overall rankings, but yeah. I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but are the loading times absolutely crazy for uh, you? Yeah. Well, not not crazy, but like it has loading times. Like every time you load it up, it's it's not really loading. I think it's accessing the the servers because but yeah, because you, way, like mm. if if your if your phone times out or whatever or goes to the lock screen, then you like oh shit. <laughs> You know, right. Then you turn back on your phone again. It's like, oh, loading, loading, right. loading. And you're like, oh, this app is not worth this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I only use it. Uh, I'm using it on an iPod Touch 6th uh, generation at, at home on Wi-Fi, so I, I don't really have any problems with that. But, like, it's even then it still does load, uh, you know, constantly. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it's, it's not really loading. It's I think it's just, you know, like okay. I said, accessing the, the servers. Because, like... For example, if somebody wants to show you a picture, which oh we didn't mention that, but like there's this part of it called Me Photo, which I always read as Mofo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, you can make pictures with your Me. Actually, it's to be honest, it's a very good Me creation, like Me Photo making tool. It's probably mm -hmm. the best part about it. Like 
um, like not by you guys, but like for like teachers and stuff. Like if you wanted to do like a a picture of your me with some kind of crazy background, make some flashcards out of it. It's it's kind of good for that. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. idea. I've seen a lot of really funny pictures floating around Twitter <laughs> with the uh, that photo tool. Because you can put your own photos behind your your, your me. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I've got loads of built-in ones, you know, like you know Hawaii and Las Vegas or whatever. But no, well, you you use it like uh, Snapchat. You just take a picture of whatever, put mm-hmm. and use your comedy genius to stick a me in there in some humorous fashion. Yeah, exactly. And and they they do generate them automatically every day. Uh, when you, is, is it every day or every other day or something? But like. It comes up with like me, me photo of the day, and it'll show your me on something. It's like, do you like this? Do you want to save this one? Like the one that was today. I don't know about for you guys, but it was like a human hand, and my me was sat on it. Oh, big! Was that for me too? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so maybe it's for everyone then. Okay. And a, and a cute feature of that is that not everyone is given a random selection of backgrounds when you join Meetomo, and then if you if you see someone else with a background that you don't have it will add that to your collection. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. <clears throat> so yeah, you can like, you know, enlarge and shrink your me just by pinch and zooming and uh, you can change the expression and the like animation, like running animation, you can have someone running or doing kicks and stuff. Vomiting. Vom- <laughs> no, I don't think that's it maybe, maybe, maybe. Sure. They're, all, they're all very Japanese. The expressions, like you know, anime kind of facial expressions, like like the the blank look or the whatever, like the scared look. It's very Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Mitomo, I like how they get all the kids into the pachinko nice and early. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. The ticket yeah. game. Gotta do what you gotta do, right? I mean, <laughs> Nintendo's got those deep pockets. I don't know. <laughs> So does anyone know? Does anyone know what these missions are? Like, like, for example, um, like you know the Mitomo drop uh, game section. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of looks a bit like this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're you're in the Mitomo drop game. I think, actually, this could be Cyrus. I think I'm about to throw Cyrus. No, I think that's Russ. Oh, is that Russ Greeno? Famicast listener? Okay, yeah, I'm about to throw Russ Greeno off uh, something. I don't know what's going to happen here. Where, here. Here he goes. What do, what do you do? Okay, just press drop. Hello, drop, go. There he goes. Boom, oh, boom. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, he's just hit somebody, and he's down, and what do I get? I get... Candy. Cyrus, does y'all say candy or sweets? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, you haven't got any? Okay. Oh, then, I yeah, have. I've got a million of them because they're useless. But... <laughs> yeah. There's the other stuff. It says sweets. There you go. Yeah, it probably says sweets on mine too. So the thing with the thing with um the sweets is like, you know, as soon as like, because Danny was a bit slow in downloading Meetomo for some reason. He was like, you know, two days late. I was a day late. A day late. I think I downloaded like, it. Also, he's also a bit slow in adding friends to his list of Mitomo contacts. We were just talking about this. <laughs> and it might have been the thing where I had to just reload that list. But yeah, you have I, to I manually refresh. I swear to God, I did that, and it just didn't show up until right 
as we were starting the show. Oh yeah, just just when we we were in a position to call you out on it, that was when it's like, oh, oh now you're in my list. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> come on, Cyrus. The things he was saying about you before you got on, unbelievable. Yeah, go back and watch it on YouTube. Yes. But um, yeah. So what was this? <laughs> I think you're going to go to your refrigerator. And Danny was being slow. Um, oh, right, yeah. So, like, uh, when Danny was finally on, I wanted to immediately troll him. I mean, ask him questions. And, uh, like, I was looking for Danny, and I, I find him on the... He wasn't popping up in my, you know, people just visiting or, you know, just general questions and comments. So I found him in my friends list, and I clicked on him, and... Um, and it was a list of all the things that Danny had been saying, but it was all question marks. It was all blanked wow. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and I clicked on just one of them randomly, and it says, to view this comment, you have to pay two sweets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll pay two sweets. If I, as long as I can get in the loop of being involved in Danny's uh, you know, conversations, then uh, that's fine. So I paid the two sweets, and it was something stupid that Danny had said, like, <laughs> what? What superhero character do you want to be? Batman. So obviously I immediately commented with, um, if you wore the utility belt, you'd just fall over. Well, yeah. Um, and then, you know, that got me, you know, involved with Danny's uh, questions and comments. So, you know, from then on I could troll him on a daily basis. <laughs> and you but, pretty um, much have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now now it's like, yeah, I'm, I follow everything Danny does now. Just dreading opening up me phone. <laughs> And you, you do get some notifications on your device as well. Um, I turn all those off. If, if you have them turned on, yeah. Um, it'll say, Danny commented. Cyrus oh, yeah. commented. Mine is fair turned off. <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought that was a bit unusual. Like, I mean, they're kind of like making you pay, in inverted commas, for, <laughs> to talk to your friends. Yeah, I think I, like you, James, I did that once, and then I just waited until I would see the little, there's little speech bubbles that appear over your head. Sometimes mm-hmm. in your for, like, for the person you wanted to talk to, yeah. Right. So then you just click on that, and it'll say like, "Hey, this guy has been talking about this," or you know, something like that. And um, that's how I've just been finding stuff out, what what other people are saying. I don't usually get the candy or sorry, sweets, whatever the heck they're called. <laughs> but uh, I'm it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought that was uh, kind of unusual. But anyway, I guess if you're patient more patient than I am, then you could just wait for your, your friend to co- to pop up. But I think I've already <laughs> I've already got about like, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty people on my friends list, so it's like it takes a while to you know, for people to pop up. And there's these people that I, I don't do I know these people? Because like lots of people have different Twitter names than they do in this because I don't know about you guys, but I just imported my me that was attached to my Nintendo ID profile. Mine wouldn't allow me to. It said I was I didn't have it set up to do that. So then I went into I don't know. And then I was like kind of screwing around. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'll just make it again. I ha- I hate making the me again. It's like oh god, I've done this so many times. Just let me import it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when I got my Wii U, I couldn't import it because my 3DS was Japanese. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to import it from my 3DS, but I couldn't. Uh, and my Wii was American, so I couldn't. <laughs> it's like ah, freaking region locking. But with this one, because it was attached, uh, you know, maybe they are learning something. It was attached to my Nintendo ID, which I made on my Wii U. Uh, it just popped it straight in, exactly the exact me that I uh, that I made on the Wii U. So that was so that was pretty cool. But yeah, you can do the whole camera thing, and you know, it takes bit constant pictures of your face, and you can it'll keep giving you me's until it's one that barely looks like you. 
mm-hmm. but apparently <laughs> it doesn't work that well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess the main the main part of the app is this one, like the the closed store. Mm-hmm. Um, you can select, you know, <laughs> and again, this is very well translated. Uh, into British English, it's got you know trousers uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, shorts and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's got like you know sh- even down to socks. You know, I mean, you choose socks, you can't even see them on your me. But mm-hmm. unless you're wearing short shorts. shorts like mine, <laughs> yes, scarves, shoes, socks, hats, trousers slash pants, full body suits, mm-hmm. which are, at the moment are like you know things like pirate costumes Some and uh, dog costumes. Hot dogs, <laughs> and a hot dog costume, yes, and a and a mecha, like a robot suit that's just recently updated, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, there's some, you know you can favorite outfits, so you can like build an outfit, favorite it, and you can just swap it out, and you get points for that for some reason, mm-hmm. style points, <laughs> it's yeah, like style savvy. I guess it kind of entices the gamers to well a interact with the game, I'm sorry, application every day, yeah, and then. Well, okay, I guess that's about <laughs> about it. <laughs> that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do have like all of these. Um, I guess if you wanted to look peer into the future um, using this, this is you know the first foray into this new account system and everything, right? So I guess one good thing you could say is that like the achievements are kind of locked into your account. Um, so you know you do things in the application. And you get rewards for it, so you get it's kind of like achievement. Something that I've always wanted, and you know, I've, I think I've, um, <laughs> I think I came down hard on Thai one episode about how pointless achievements are, because you know, ultimately you don't get anything. But like with this one, it seems like the achievement points you get, you know, they are they are linked to your My Nintendo account, and those ultimately can be exchanged for. Um, like download apps and games and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, they don't really have much at the moment, but right. But it's different than achievements because I mean, achievements are something that'll always stay on your system, and you could brag about it to people. And I think it's a good way to kind of entice you to try to get further in games, try to complete things in games. But with this, yeah, you're getting some stuff for actually playing the game, stuff that you can actually redeem, which is nice. Right. But on the same side with the redeemable stuff, it's like you got to use these coins within six months. Which is oh, what? A, I didn't know that. I was just checking out the web Mitomo website and uh, my Nintendo website about this. So I was thinking, hey, how does this work? And what was really great about Club Nintendo Japan, the points never ever expired. So you could save up points for ten years, you know, or whatever. And the yeah, Japan one, fine. that's true, but the European one definitely they expired because I oh, lost yeah, thousands. Same, same <laughs> too. And yeah. that I thought that was just stupid, and I really thought that maybe since it's a worldwide thing, and it doesn't make any sense to have these points expire. I mean, what's the harm? Somebody can save up a thousand coins to buy, you know, the top tier thing once, <laughs> you know? I right. mean, come on. So, like, if, you, if you're constantly earning points throughout the year, like, the ones that you earned six months ago will just start disappearing from your account, yeah. so you'll It'll go from a thousand to five hundred one day. The ones that you got at first, those are the ones that will start. The, the ones you got earliest will start to disappear before. You know what I mean? Right. It's basically your oldest points disappear first. That's so, bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. So, actually, on that note, how much my Nintendo points have you accrued so far? Um, I think something like between the me, me Tomo coins and this regular platinum coin, I think like nine hundred. But and they they group them all together. If you just look at like the the widget 
meet or my Nintendo thing on Nintendo on NCL's page, and but you actually click into it, it's like okay, you have this many Miitomo coins, you have this many platinum coins, and you have for me zero gold coins because I haven't made purchases recently. So exactly, yeah. So if you go to my.nintendo.com now, um, yeah, the, you you presented with three boxes full of coins, like one the Miitomo. Mitomo coins, platinum coins, and gold coins. I've got 310 platinum coins and 505 Mitomo coins. Mm-hmm. So, and, <laughs> and Mitomo coins are different from the the currency in the game, right? Because I've got like or 7,000 coins in Mitomo, which I can buy my clothes with and stuff like that, or play the games with. Mm-hmm. But these Mitomo coins are like stuff that I've earned by doing stuff in the game. And, and I'm actually looking at the My Nintendo website now, and they're actually just coins lying on the website, just lying on the floor. And if I click them, I just got 30 uh, sign-in bonus, a weekly oh. sign-in bonus, and I got silver, uh, 30 silver coins just now. Right, and there's also stuff too. If you get onto the you know eShop, be that the you know, on the 3DS or Wii U, where they said on the PC, which I was looking around Nintendo Japanese website, and there is really no. As far as I can tell, <laughs> no, uh, like eShop web page. I mean, you can see this, like, the game right. profiles and stuff on the website. You can actually purchase the stuff directly from the website. But, yeah. So I guess missions are going to be the word that you're going to use, right, for instead of achievements, <clears throat> missions. Because, like, for example, I'm just looking now. Um, you get 100 Mitomo coins for adding a friend using the face-to-face method, which uh, we forgot to mention before, that's the third way you can add friends. You know, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, and there's face-to-face. Um, and then, oh, I can get 100 silver, or, sorry, platinum coins if I add my Nintendo ID to my Nintendo account, which I already did. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got 100 of my 300 coins. Actually, um, I, uh, I just noticed something right now on the My Nintendo page is... Uh, if you scroll down to the very bottom of the, the root page, my.nintendo.com, mm-hmm. you can see on the bottom right there's a, a, a Mario brick, that, mm-hmm. like from Mario 1. If you click oh, yeah. on it, it'll, it'll scroll you back to the top, and your yeah. me who's walking around will offer you a present. And you have to keep cool. clicking on the present a bunch of times, and you'll unlock 10 free platinum points. There you go. Huh. Cool. Well, so, my, my yeah. coin was just lying on the floor, and I just clicked it. <laughs> that, that's your sign-in bonus. This this came up with a little message saying you've unlocked ten secret points. The sign-in bonus is actually a throwback to I don't know if you remember this, Cyrus, but on the European um, Club Nintendo website, they actually did that like a long time ago, like when it really just just started taking. Um, I don't know if, you, if I don't know if it was even called Club Nintendo at that point, but like whatever it was, if you just signed in to the Nintendo.co.uk or whatever, you would get coins just for doing that. Um, and they they quickly they stopped that like after a couple of years or something like that. Um, I've so, never yeah. redeemed points before, so. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> well, mine it all expired, like I <laughs> mentioned earlier. So right now, some of the rewards that they have are mostly like twenty percent off games, like it's like twenty percent off uh, Oni training. 40% off Majora's Mask, but these are only download ones. 40% off New Super Mario Brothers, but then there's a there's a game uh, Picross, the Twilight Princess uh, Picross, mm-hmm. uh, which is you can only get through this system, and that is quite expensive, isn't it? It's um, 
it's a thousand platinum points. Right. So yeah. yeah, actually, another thing that they kind of stealth put on the eShop the same day that they announced, you know, they, or that they released my Nintendo and Mitomo is Metroid Other M, which is now on the Japanese <laughs> Wii U uh, virtual console, if you will. No, or, you know, this is a Wii download. So that's a thing. I'm good. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, their apology for not releasing Metroid Prime Trilogy in Japan ever. <laughs> so. Oh, right. Because yes, they've released... Japanese people don't care about. Right, they've released Retroid 1 and 2 um, on the Wii, on the, uh, what the heck, I can't think of the English Oh, name, yeah, play it on your Wii. Play it on Wii. Yeah. Wii de Esobo. Yeah, Wii de Esobo. Which I think was called something, whatever it was called in English. But um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, these yeah, there's like fifty percent of Mario Galaxy, but you have to use gold coins for these, and mm-hmm. you know, like ninety gold coins. So that would you know, you'd have to. How much would that be? You'd have to spend you know whatever it is like forty fifty dollars worth of games, uh, to do that. <laughs> I guess it's starting now, I guess. Anything you buy now? I don't really mind with that stuff because that's kind of, that'll happen naturally. You know, you don't have to be, like, worried about it. It's just a bonus you get for buying games anyway. Yeah, I guess if if you buy a lot of stuff on it. If the prices are crazy, like, like it doesn't really bother me that it's not much of a bonus. It is just Mm -hmm. a free bonus, so. Right. I guess if you're just accruing, you know, if you buy a lot of stuff online anyway, it's like, sorry, digitally anyway, oh, okay. um, you'll be fine, right? Yeah, oh, by the way, I was just checking because, you know, they have the, what they say in Japanese, Sawaru uh, Maiden, Wario, you know, the DS, the Mario, uh, Touch, I believe. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's a thousand, you know, platinum points, but that includes, apparently, the Mitomo points as well. And, um, yeah, so you can screen. combine. Yeah, Mitomo points are official platinum points, but okay. So that's kind of neat, and you know, for that game too, a, a lot of other podcasts have said like, "Well, this is not the first time that you know there's been DS games on the 3DS for download from Nintendo." From they've had that from you know Club Nintendo. I was like, "Yes, they have," and they they always mention you know the Advance Wars game. But another one that they uh, always forget about, or probably just don't know about, is one that I talked about on the Famicast years ago called uh, Nintendoji. And it's, it is a DS game that was developed by, I forgot who at Nintendo, but yeah, they just developed this DS game and released it as a Club Nintendo reward, and I downloaded it, and it was kind of boring. <laughs> so I might have even wrote something about it on the site, too. Hell of a story, Danny. Hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that really bothers me about this Platinum Points or the, the Nintendo storefront is, first, it doesn't tell you how much anything costs you have to click on the icon right. and yeah. break the price. And also, there's no way to tell which items are platinum points or gold points until you click them. Right. And it's all so, random, isn't it? Like, some are gold, yeah. some are platinum, right? Like, for for example, that Nintendo 3DS game, the Wario Touched is platinum points, but then directly beside it is the Mario Land download and gold points. Yeah. And you, you can't tell until you click on the icon, which is really annoying. Hmm. Yeah. Right. And they've also got uh, time limits. Like uh, the the Mario Land uh, six gold coins is only available until let me see uh, July, first of July. Right. And then that will disappear. 
Picross is only uh, until October. So I guess these are going to swap out, yeah, intermittently. Which is pretty big if, if this is the only way you'll ever be able to get Zelda Picross, that, and it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. And Super Punch-Out, which they were just talking about on RFN, mm -hmm. is also on the, the Super Nintendo, right. Super Nintendo uh, Punch-Out. But yeah, yeah. only, so only I, until August. So <laughs> I think, overall, I think this is cool. It's still early days, but it's got annoy a lot of annoying hiccups. I hope they iron out. But overall, I think it's a cool system. Also, don't you think it's a bit odd that they've got this Mitomo coins like on the front page? Because like, isn't that like saying this is the only app that you're going to be able to get these coins in? Because uh, there's supposed to be like five apps this year, right? Mm -hmm. So like the next game, whatever it is, you know, s let's say it's Splat a Splatoon puzzle game. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let's use the platinum points in that, and then just. Mitomo is such a thing. I think it's something that you know reaches out to a broader audience. So maybe yeah, that's they're, they're really like this is the, this is the focus of it. You know. Yeah. So I mean, something like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. platinum coins. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they'll just say, like I said, just keep it simple. So when the second game comes out, you know, let's say it is a Splatoon puzzle game, is it going to have you know splat coins? Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean? will make a, a fourth currency. Maybe it might be something like they'll have Mitomo coins, platinum coins, gold coins, and then like. Other coins. I like, think that would be like, ridiculous. Like mark, but like question mark block coins, which cover all the other apps combined. Is God. anyone seeing the oh. problem yet? There yes. are yes. already three types of coins. I, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying please understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unusual what's going on, but... Could be good things that come from it. At least it's all unified under one account now, and you know, uh, even it's unified under three types of currency. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like unified. By one account, you mean I had to make a Japanese Twitter account to attach to my Japanese. Already uh, covered it, mate. Already covered it. Yes. So. <laughs> I already oh did God. that for the audience. No, no worries. I had to disassociate my email address from my. Japanese Wii U account because it's shared between both of my region accounts, but now I can't do that. So I had to like delete accounts, make new email accounts, make new Twitter accounts, just to sort out all my Nintendo crap. I don't know what I'm going to do with my when it comes out in the West. I'm going to have to, I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'm just going to burn my Nintendo Mitomo account to the ground. I'm just sticking with the Japanese stuff for everything now. I'm all in. It's I'm not leaving, so whatever. <laughs> right. I'm I'm gonna install it on my iPad. It, it is iPad compatible, right? Right. Right. I what the, like like properly compatible, like full screen. It, That'd be yeah, crazy. Looks, <laughs> you might looks, be able to have access to small letters on the iPad, which is not something I can say for Android users. Oh right. It's you mean lowercase. Yeah, yeah lowercase. So. Oh, yeah, that's why that. There's currently, it, I just noticed there's like one in four of the comments that from people that I was following were all in caps, and that's uh, apparently there's a bug with the Android version, so <laughs> please understand. I'm sure yeah. that'll be fixed soon, but yeah. So yeah, we've got a lot of shouty Android users, yeah. which makes yeah. us look very excited in fairness. Yeah, I guess so. Excited slash mental. <laughs> well... I was going to talk about other games that I've been playing, but um, I think that Mitomo section has kind of done it for like 
three out of four of us. Because <laughs> so, we've got lots of other things to talk about. We've got some yeah. big main features and several features, Life in Japan style features uh, coming up. So, um, yeah, maybe we should just uh, call it there and uh, save it for the next episode. Cyrus, maybe you want to talk about Pokken. I'm assuming you have it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I was grumbling about buying it, but I ended up getting it, getting it anyway. But, uh, How about some in, really initial uh, initial Pokken impressions then? Initial quick. Basically, they got rid of every single thing that was wrong with the arcade version. It's gone oh, in the home version. And even... So my main complaint about the arcade one is it's almost impossible to play it at a competitive level because your Pokemon level up Assisted Pokemon are locked behind uh, premium accounts and timed events and all this other bullshit. But on, on the home version, they have this secret mode where you have to type in a code on the on the title screen, and it unlocks land mode where you can play two Wii's land together. You have to type in a code to do that. <laughs> please, please understand. Baby steps. <laughs> so it's like yes. I'm really in the '80s again. It's great. <laughs> so. So when you play the game, you've got regular story mode, all this other crap. But if you want to access Ethernet land-to-land systems, you got to type in a secret code. How, how do you find out this code, by the way? It's not in the box. You go on to shoryuken.com, the leading <laughs> source for fighting game news for every all your fighting game news. Oh, so it, it really is hidden. It's supposed to be like tournament play-only kind of thing. Yes, so only, only Nintendo they, staff know it. Yeah, they don't want to scare people away with it, as far as I can tell, but they did announce the code, just not in the game. Hmm. <laughs> so, that is but letting, letting that insanity slide, and okay. the horrible, difficult steps you need to do to then land two consoles together. Uh, when you access this land mode, it's, it sets the game, the game becomes versus play at 60 frames a second, as opposed to 30 when you play local on one system. And it means both players get their own TV, their own controller of choice. Then it also unlocks all Pokemon, all assists, all and all stages for tournament mode. Hmm. And uh, so it's like the game is so unplayable competitively in the arcade. And then the home version has this flawless, better than Street Fighter Five tournament setting. Yo, that's like the most amazing and logical thing I've ever heard. It's, it's insane, and like I can't believe this because I've been ranting about how this game is unplayable competitively, and then this mode just appears out of nowhere. Okay. Which is. Uh, can I ask you about online play? Have you done much online play? I have done a few matches online where I trolled the fuck out of people with Chandler. <laughs> uh, like seriously, you just sit back with lasers and they they can't do shit. It's amazing. And, uh, they, they can get put on scrub quotes as what? Yes. So, but in uh, in the game again, a really cool thing is when you go online for the first time, you've got this uh, like a navigator trainer who helps you. She gives you tips and stuff, and she pops up and she's like, uh, "When you're playing online, please be considerate to other people and don't quit in the middle of matches. You will be penalized <laughs> for quitting in the middle of matches." Don't rage quit. And then, so after you've navigated all the menus for uh, for choosing your type of online match, 
she, another pop-up will come up and it's like, remember, you will be penalized for leaving matches. So it's like, it really emphasizes... It's Street Fighter Five. It. <laughs> so, uh, so that's cool. I was really impressed. And online, it was pretty smooth. I didn't have any hiccups when I was playing other Japanese players. And uh, Yeah, so I'm well impressed with this game as a home console game. All right. Uh, does the leveling stuff apply to online ranked matches? Yes, it does. Oh. So you can level up your Pokemon and change its stats, like its attack stat, defense stats, blah, blah, blah. I was uh, almost sold on the game. I was <laughs> like close. Yeah, I was so that close, Cyrus. I actually, I'm not sure. Maybe there is a way to turn that off for rank, but I don't know. But one thing, and I'll mention this specifically to Ty because of scrub quotes, is uh, like IGN reviewed it and they gave it like all these really cool features <laughs> and it was really good. But they gave it a, a, they marked against it that it was, uh, it was overwhelming to play. Like it's <laughs> overwhelming mechanics. Those are the words they Overwhelming mechanics. Used. And while that was on a scrub quotes as a uh -oh. screenshot, I 100% agree. I think Pokémon is one of the most overwhelming mechanically fighting games I've ever played. Okay. Like, uh, like if I'm, if you're a beginner and you're just going Pokémon fighting game, oh my god, then uh. And you're just mashing buttons? Great. Hey, I, I did that. Um, there's a demo on, on the EU uh, eShop. I downloaded it, mashed buttons, and won everything. Yeah, and it's it's super fun to play mashing buttons. Uh, I literally yeah. played against the, the computer without looking at the screen for a few matches. <laughs> and I beat them. It's Single player is easy to the extreme. So you can have loads of fun just hitting buttons. Cool stuff happens. There's lasers and explosions and uppercuts all over the place. But if you if you go one step beyond that and decide, okay, I'm gonna kind of learn how to play this, it's drowning in mechanics. There's like you've got two completely different kinds of fighting styles. Every Pokemon play is completely different. They uh they've each got like twenty to, to like twenty to thirty different moves, and uh, like some Pokemon, depending if you hold up or down, they become completely different stance characters. Like, Blaziken counters all low attacks while you're holding down, and Gengar can't be hit by high attacks when you're holding down, is invulnerable to low attacks while you're holding up. And it's all this stuff, like, it's massively complicated, which is so bizarre for a Pokemon game. There you go, kids. Have fun. I was, yeah, saying, I was so, thinking about buying this game on a whim. Now I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's still fun. I'm really enjoying it, but it is... If you want to get good at the game, it's really complicated. Would you say it's more complicated than uh, Guilty Gear? Mm, that'd be. I'd say it's di it's complicated in a different way than Guilty Gear. That's. Huh. But it's this. It's the same kind of idea that Guilty Gear has a million types of mechanics, and Pokémon has the same, where you've got armor breaking moves, throws, and counterattacks, and some some special moves have armor piercing properties and. All this stuff, but I think it's a good game. It's just strangely complicated. Huh, okay. Dan Danny, is there a, a demo on the Japanese eShop? <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Are there ever any Wii U demos for anything? No. You can you can play only ten times, by the way, on the, the, on the, wow, the European one. I actually didn't think they did that with Wii U demos. Um, it's the first. I think it's the first time I've seen it. I've only played the... like I've only played a Wii U demo like once or twice. 
<laughs> so I'm not I thought that was that. a 3DS thing, but yeah, like I've got a couple of demos. Like I got the Bayonetta one and uh, something else, and I don't remember that limited demos bullshit coming up. But anyway, this one you can only play it ten times, then you have to buy it. Please understand. Well, um, I think that's your dose of Japanese Nintendo games. Or so now, I guess let's go for the non-Japanese, non-Nintendo game with Tai. <laughs> Actually, there is a, a Japanese game I want to talk about. Hey yo. A Japanese release of an American game <laughs> from, from 20 years ago. Oh, boy. Okay. 25. I, I am, of course, talking about Doom. <laughs> <laughs> that Was that actually released in Japan? Yes. Uh, Imagineer published it. And uh, the guy that secured the deal to publish it in Japan was the guy that made Battle of Olympus. Do you oh, remember yeah, that, that game? Have you ever played that game? Heard of it. His name uh, Toby Toby Maguire. No, his name is uh, Horimoto. Okay. Any, so anyway, close. one of the PC versions of Doom was seriously called like on the box 3D Alien Busters Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. They're not even aliens. That's amazing. <laughs> 3D Alien Busters <laughs> Doom. Yeah. That, that was the Japanese subtitle? Or? Uh, it's, it's on the box. It's right above where it says Doom. So Doom is the subtitle. Right. The Alien Busters is the, the official game title. I, I hope so, with all my heart. <laughs> if I remember, there was a European release of Super Nintendo Doom as well. The US version had this amazing blood-red cartridge. Yes. It was brutal as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that hideous piece of shit. Hey, how dare you? I thought it was good. I thought it was cool. Because I love blood and guts, and I have a boner for murder. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the color red. But, you know, I, I was skimming Wikipedia, and there's like, yeah, there were some other colors or something. Like maybe there was black and or you know boring gray in Europe <laughs> and Australia. I don't know. Anyway, it also got. A release in Japan on the Super Nintendo, the Super Famicom, if you will. Wow, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. I had it. I had the, the Super NES version. Wait, wait, wait which region? Uh, European. What color was the cartridge? Doom. Yes. Um, actually, now you mention it, was it black? It may have been black. I think, Killer, sure. Inst I think Killer Instinct was black, wasn't it? Kill Killer Instinct was black. Killer Instinct was black. Uh, I think it was gray. I think it was just boring gray. Okay. Uh, do you remember the the text you would get when you beat an episode or finished the game? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> My memory's not that good. <laughs> All right. Well, it's kind of iconic, maybe. Okay. If you're a, at least if you're a giant Doom nerd. But okay. They they changed it for the Japanese version. Okay. Of course they did. Uh, and I'm about to, to read the ending to you from the Japanese version. <clears throat> Mission Ghetto. Congratulations. 
You have won over the final boss. You have now cleared all the levels. Mm -hmm. Because you are now the super soldier, you can finish here. <laughs> Roll credits. Mic drop. Wow, I feel so inspired. <laughs> it's a nice ending. That's not a translation. That's literally what it says in it's English. Straight up English. And okay. Super Soldier is capitalized, by the way. <laughs> Which is a completely different game, actually. Wait, did it say a Super Soldier or Super Soldier? You are the Super Soldier. Oh, I thought they pull it up Mario World. <laughs> say again? Crossover confirmed. Crossover confirmed. The guy from Super Soldier. Doom guy ready to frag. Confirmed for Smash Brothers. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, uh, I, I, I like finding out about all these Western games that actually did make it to Japan when you just you would assume they would never ever come out here. Yeah. Why a tie? <laughs> right. So, um, I think this came up on the Famicast before. Uh, one of our listeners asked us, "Is there a game you play like every year?" And I think I said Doom. Yeah. So Covered I went. Blood. Yes, I went on a Doom bender this week. I was playing Brutal <laughs> Doom, blood and guts, r just rubbing them all over my face. This game turns 25 this year, I believe. The wow. Version. And uh, some things happened. Uh, John Romero, the one of the infamous uh, original creators, released a new level in the last uh, couple of months, and I tried that out. I remember shooting that guy's head on a spike. Yes. Classic story. Uh, I highly recommend the book Masters of Doom if you haven't read it. It's my favorite video game book for sure. I remember my friend had a, a shit-hot Pentium um, where we used to uh, make Doom levels in Doom level creator thing. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. That was like Mario Maker before it even came out. Right? <laughs> it's like, times. you know, a lot of people that play video games now, they aren't old enough to remember, like, how amazingly Doom what was ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so pretty and so crazy, like, 3D. Like, we were just coming off of, like, 8-bit Nintendo games and, the, whoa, look at this shit. I mean, right. yeah, even for me, man, like, the first time I played it was on, you know, Super Nintendo. And, yeah, uh, that came out like years after the PC version, which was... Yeah, like, well, first of all, it was the, which had floor textures and things like that. I mean, with the, with the game being so violent, it was definitely something my parents would never allow me to have, so my buddy Corey would come <laughs> over. He, he had, like, everything. He had all the cool toys. He had, like, all the cool, like, games that we didn't have. Like, another game we played, too, was, like, Faceball 2000. Yeah. Um, another fun one. But yeah, he'd bring over Doom and we'd just take turns playing and he was really good. So he was like showing me all the cool secrets and whatnot. <laughs> how's, how's Corey doing these days? Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. Did he get out of prison? No, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not there. I swear to God. I, at least I hope not. Yeah, side note about Doom, uh, John Romero, the developer, he's, uh, he currently lives in my hometown back in Ireland. So, really? So he's always like, like, some of my friends are always talking to him because he just works there, and a lot of my game developer friends live in Galway. And it's like, this is so weird. <laughs> like, nice. John Romero is just, like, popping up in my Twitter feed the whole time. Oh, that's cool as heck. I wonder, does he have long hair again? He does, I think. 
Nice. Those, those wonderful, that epic flowing mane. Cyrus, yeah, is that why you have long hair? In this photo, anyway. hmm? Is that why you have long hair, Cyrus? Yes, I dream of being John Romero and wearing his skin as he would be proud. <laughs> Good. Ty, is it to win the game, you must still defeat John Romero played backwards? Yeah, that's, that's, that was pretty right. close. Right. I think that's what it was, yeah. That, that they, they played that sound backwards, and that was what the, the... Was it the final boss said that? Yeah, it was in Doom 2. Oh, that was Doom 2. Yeah. yeah. I, I never knew that. Yeah, but... Like, uh, he he did, like, a game playthrough with uh, one of the big video game websites, and he retold the story about that. Like, he didn't know they put his head in the game. It was just kind of, like, an, an in-joke in the office. Game developers. Yeah, and then, like, he found it, so he put in his voice at the beginning of the level backwards as, like, another joke. <laughs> and they, they just kept it in the game. So... Yeah, as I was saying, he he made a new level. It like uh, replaces the last level of the first episode. So I played through that. It f- feels a lot different, in my opinion, than the other than the rest of episode one because uh, episode one is pretty easy. This level is pretty hard. It's like a there's a lot of goop wears you down. Uh, it's pretty rough. It feels really like an episode three level. Uh, maybe you guys don't even care. I don't know. <laughs> I, I suck. I, like I said, I used to make Doom levels, so you know I'm almost okay, yeah. equal. I'm equal with John Romero. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's a really engaging level with a lot of variety. Like there's cramped spaces and there's wide open spaces. There's bright areas. There's dark areas. There's a lot of nasty surprises. So, does it does it have a room based on the living room of my best friend in the 1990s? Because that's what my Doom level was. No. You should <laughs> have made a bunch we, of levels of your school and then gotten expelled. <laughs> <laughs> but we couldn't we couldn't do levels on top of each other, so you had to do it like side by side and then have tele like have stairs going up and then a teleporter that took you to the other part. <laughs> that's <time>. right. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. So I played, I played that. It's interesting. So it's, it's like a portal through time almost. And there's another set of levels I played. When Doom 2 came out on the Xbox 360, they released like an like extra levels, like an extra special set called uh, No Rest for the Living. And uh, when I played that back when uh, the 360 version came out, I thought that level design was amazing. And it still is. They're great. Somebody somebody dumped them on the PC and I was playing them in the Brutal Doom. And uh, I highly, highly recommend those levels. It's just like a short episode, like five or eight levels or something. But the level design is so good. You can tell it was they, they were definitely made by someone who really fucking loves Doom and is really good at level design. Like, even with the limitations of Doom level design, like like you said, James, like you can't have floors on top of each other. Right. But you can do a lot of interesting thing with the variety of surface heights and the way stuff triggers. Yeah. So Now I think about it, maybe I've always been into kind of making 
levels because <laughs> I'm obviously heavy into the Mario Maker stuff. But yeah, um, I think I think that was probably my first, you know, make it make it myself level. If, if I'm thinking back, or maybe Excite Bike, but that was, you can't really do much with Excite Bike <laughs> except make version of whatever. That's true. I I think when I was a a very small child, I just like you know. Use the R and the S over and over and over again in Excite Bike. Maybe <laughs> I don't remember. It's good times. But anyway, there's, I highly there's recommend. Probably, there's probably a floppy disk somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> with my levels on, probably not. Probably in a landfill. <laughs> For the best. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I highly recommend tracking down those levels, or you well, know even level? just. No, the uh, oh, okay. yeah, the Doom Two extra levels. Oh, okay, no, okay. no rest for the living. Yeah. Well, can... the, yeah, no rest for the living. Trying to find chance, it's levels in the dump somewhere. Yeah, so you can play that on 360, or if you don't tell anyone about it, you can play it on PC. Or if, you if you're playing play... a level and you say, "Hey, this looks exactly like James's living room from the 1990s," that's my level. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Okay. It's got a, it's got a spider, de- spider demon in the closet. So <laughs> right. Watch out. <laughs> okay, so that's it for me. I t- took a break from playing fighting games this month. So prepare, wow. your, prepare your butthole for next month when uh, <laughs> Killer Instinct update comes out and the Street Fighter V update comes out. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, JC here with your Mario Maker Minute. Please to enjoy. Uh, so first up, a couple of uh, character um, costume updates. Um, we've got Toadette, um, which is uh, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, she comes with a level, but she can jump. Well, everyone can jump, but I mean, the level is based around jumping, which I thought was a bit strange, because, you know, Captain Toad, and he can't jump, right? Anyway, it's a cool level. And the other one is uh, Yu Ayasaki, which is another character from Daigaso Band Brothers. So we had Barbara Bat in the last uh, update, and uh, yeah, now we've got Yu Ayasaki. So uh, yeah, try those um, uh, courses out. Pretty cool. And next up is a bit of a system update to uh, Mario Maker, which happened. So the on the last update, some people found out that the P switch, um, uh, the hitboxes, has actually changed. Um, so before. I don't know if you've you've seen those incredibly intense, difficult levels, um, which involve you know standing on top of piece, which is in that brief second that you can actually go through doors while standing on top of them. So apparently that's been changed in the latest update. So the hitboxes um, uh, have changed. So now, from now going forwards, you won't be able to do certain things with uh, the piece switches, but. Um, strangely enough, Nintendo have actually just allowed all the all the old levels that did have those in. They've just l- allowed them to stay. So there's now actually two versions of levels. Like there's old P Switch hitbox levels, and there's new P- <laughs> um, hitbox ones, which is kind of crazy. Um, but you know, if everything works, you know, who cares? It was only kind of you know people who enjoyed those kind of glitch levels or super intense exploit levels that you know like doing those kind of things anyway. Um, my last thing is a bit of a kind of a not really a warning but more like a tip um, with the last update um, with the keys and the red coins or the pink coins um, there was some things that you should be aware of so I've made a few levels now if you go and check out my profile 
you'll be able to play uh, three levels now that I've done with keys and coins. And um, But one thing that I've discovered during making those is that if you have a checkpoint, um, you have to be careful because if somebody dies after the checkpoint, um, they get taken back to the checkpoint, but they won't have any of the red coins that they've collected. So I, I, my original idea was to have a level split into two, five coins in uh, the in both halves with a checkpoint in the middle, but that doesn't work. If you die, you have to go back and collect the first five coins before you can proceed. So you really have to be careful about that. So if you have, you know, for example, a second half of a level which you, which doesn't let you retreat back to the first half, um, those levels will be kind of impossible to complete, in, except only in one run. So yeah, watch out for that. So yeah, I had to redesign some of my levels to, to accommodate that. So yeah, that's uh, all I've got for you today. Okay, Squid fans, here we are with your Splatoon update. So, first of all, the Splatfest results. The um, the European one, it was hover hoverboards versus jetpacks. Um, I went for hoverboards because, well, obviously, Back to the Future. What else are you going to choose? And they won, so yay! First one I've won in a long time, anyway. Um, as for other news, not really much going on uh, in the past couple of weeks, but there was a couple of um, cool, like, new real-life items which are coming here to Japan. Uh, the first one is like a splattershot squirt gun, <laughs> which is coming out in July. And at the same time, there's a, a lint remover roller, so it looks like one of the rollers, but, you know, you can, you know, remove bits of lint from your, <laughs> from your clothes. Um, both look pretty cool, so yeah. I guess look out for those on eBay or um, contact at Danny Biv for uh, if you want to have one of those sent straight to your home for little to no cost. Probably free actually. As for some uh, pro tips for playing the game, um, I've changed my weapon up recently. Um, recently I've started using the Aerospray which is like a super rapid fire one with a very short range. Um, and it's been quite useful because what I've done is I've had um, I've changed my gear as well to be full on attack. So like I've had like my attack increase, you know, for my hat, my clothes, and my boots all have increased attack power. So with that combined with the rapid fire, it's like you can just mow people down. In fact, I got my first quad kill and on a recent ranked battle, which was pretty amazing. You know, killing four people one after another, uh, and that comes with. Um, the uh, exploding uh, paint grenades as well, which are quite useful, you know, if you're doing tower uh, defense and stuff like that, um, you can throw it on the tower, the tower control, sorry, the, throw it on the tower and it'll just, you know, kill anyone on top of it immediately, so it's very useful. So yeah, I highly recommend it. So if, yeah, if you're on ranked, um, I'm really enjoying the uh, going all out on the attack uh, gear. It's um, pretty cool. You can kill people really quickly. So that's it. Until next time. You know what it is, I don't have to say it every time, do I? Well, if I'm still in control, which I think I am, yeah. <laughs> then uh, we're going to move on to some uh, news, but uh, we're going to start off with a bit of uh, stuff we forgot to talk about, which uh, last episode, uh, episode 75, hope you all enjoyed that uh, anniversary episode, 
um, we talked about Nintendo Direct, but for some reason we sk seem to skip over like every bit of the Japanese Direct. <laughs> no, 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 no. We only we all blame Danny. Of course. Yeah, there's a true. hashtag here. Yeah, it hashtag. says okay. blame Danny. <laughs> no, we, we, we did talk about a lot of Japan stuff, but there's... We, there's we talked about stuff with the Japan Direct, thank you. Yes, exactly, but we also skipped over lots of games. So, yeah, we forgot to talk about Lost Reavers, which, you know, Danny talked about um, in his new business, like, quite a few episodes back, but they are finally coming to uh, the Europe and the US, and uh, does anyone want to place bets on whether those servers will play with each other, like Japan? It doesn't versus... matter, it's shit, they shouldn't, nobody should play <laughs> But it's free, though, right? I'm going to give it a shot when it comes no, out. Don't. Skullface is in it, right? Yeah, sure. I think that was, wasn't I, mean, I think maybe that was literally his name. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, no, that's Metal Gear, I think. Oh. Yeah, his name was Skullface, and he has but, the but nice I just called him Skullface. Yeah, sure. Where you can I learn don't... all about Donald Trump's platform. <laughs> uh, the other thing was um, the... Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem game, uh, the hashtag sharp FE thing, uh, finally got an English name, which is bizarre because it's even more bizarre than the Japanese title. They didn't actually fix it. It's actually called Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is TMS, which is SMT. Mm -hmm. uh, Shin, Megami Shin Megami Tensei backwards. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> um, so, but the weird thing is that they're not actually. Trans they're going to subtitle it. Everything they're going to keep all the music and text, the voiceovers. Everything's going to be in Japanese. So I don't think that's weird. It seems more fitting for this type of. Oh yeah, I think it actually does because I think if well, how the hell would you translate a J-pop song? <laughs> okay. I mean, it would be improved whatever you did to it. Um, but I mean, you might as well just rip it out and just put an English pop song in at that point, and then improve the game a hundredfold. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> so that can't, that's uh, on the way. Um, and also Rhythm Heaven. Uh, it's the, sorry, Danny, remind me of the Japanese title. Uh, what was it? Rhythm Tengoku, the best choice. Oh, the, the plus, best plus. Best right, plus. Yeah. Want some best choice plus, something like that, yeah. Yeah, that'll be called Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix in the West. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, Danny called it. Well done. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. And the other one is uh, Dragon Quest Seven, <laughs> which I actually forgot to write the actual title of this because I just wrote a troll name for it, and now I actually don't know the real name for it. <laughs> well, I wrote Fragments of Fraggle Rock, but um, <laughs> I actually don't know what the actual title is. It's incredibly well, I just, Yeah, I do know that they changed the name from the original translation, and uh, oh yeah, something completely different than I mean, not completely different, but it's just different from what it originally was, and um. Because I think even the, the translated Japanese version, it's like the Warriors of Eden is oh, okay. the translation, and I don't think that's the title. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it's been talked about on RFN a lot recently, this kind of deluge of uh, RPGs coming to the 3DS this year, mm -hmm. um, which has already started, you know, with uh, that game that Cyrus refuses to buy for some <laughs> stupid reason. What's it called again? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Um, I forgot all my stories. <laughs> did we? Uh, next, yeah, Monster Hunter Cross is going to be called Monster Hunter Generations. Mm -hmm. um, another Japanese game which we just totally skipped over. Probably because no one plays Monster Hunter on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I um, used to be big into Monster Hunter, but it's such a time sink. I just can't mm. afford that now. 
Right. And also, Europe is finally getting Yokai Watch and Fire Emblem uh, because, you know, like I think I've mentioned this before, you know, they kind of flipped around the this release schedule with the the US. It's kind of like a mirror image. So, like, you know, they America gets um, Fire Emblem first, but then they get Bravely Second last, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it is weird how Yokai Watch took this long to come out. It's still not out in the in the EU. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to see some kind of you know emails from uh, Nintendo of Europe advertising it, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get some hype up for it. Which yeah, is I remember. I, I was getting the same press emails. And I was thinking, wait, oh yeah, this <laughs> is still not out over there. It is weird. And also, we totally forgot to mention um, Shibata's Yokai Watch Dance. Um, they had like a, a translated version of the Yokai Watch. You know. Uh, the dance song. What's it called? In Japanese, it goes yandere, yandere, yandere. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Shibata was dancing to it, wearing a Yokai Watch costume. It was hilarious. Was this a maybe sneak peek that the Yokai Watch Just Dance game is coming to Europe? Hey, maybe. Could do actually. <laughs> Danny's calling it right now. Calling it. Thirteen songs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I thought about buying it today. It was like 3,800 yen. I didn't. Now here's the rap version. Now here's the <laughs> polka version. No. Um, next one is kind of interesting. So the the mini Mario and Amiibo friends super challenge thing um, is coming to the US, and and it's going to be the same method of obtaining it as Japan, which um you know me and me and Danny got hold of it. You know, um, you buy an Amiibo. You have to rebuy an amiibo. You have to buy an amiibo, even if you have all the amiibos. Buy another amiibo because it has to be after. Has it already finished that promotion, Danny? I can't remember. I think they're they're keeping it going. I okay, was was it the whole of March or up to April or something like that? I thought it was longer than that. Um. So yeah, you get a little um, you know, a little leaflet thing when you buy an amiibo and you get you put in the code, you get it right. So America is doing exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no nothing about it in the European one, which is kind of weird, right? <laughs> but um, back last year, at the end of last year, Liam Robertson, the guy I talked about last episode, the, who does videos for Unseen 64 and stuff, he actually predicted this game. Uh, he actually got you know info about this game uh, before Christmas last year. He said that um, uh, the developer is it. NST or whatever who made this game saying that they're making this amiibo based game based on the March of the Minis and it'll be released you know in Japan first then America and then Europe will be last because Europe wants to offer it as just a free download Hmm. so pretty much everything he predicted has come true so Hmm. there's absolutely no reason to think why the last part of his prediction will come true as well which is that like I said um, Europe is just going to get it for free. It's just going to appear on the eShop for anyone to download. You don't yeah. have to buy an Amiibo if you don't want to. You just use the Amiibos you already have. And they did kind of say something like that, at least for the Japanese release, that at least initially you have to buy Amiibo, and then and maybe at some later point that they'll just do it for free. Maybe that'll coincide with the, what they're going to do in Europe. Yeah, so at one point it'll be free for everyone in all regions, but I just thought it was interesting how the US and Japan are kind of milking that extra bit of cash out the customers, but um, uh, Europe didn't, so thanks Shibata, I guess. <laughs> um, and the last thing was the pocket card jockey, and which is called, Danny, in Japanese? Solitiba, the combination of solitaire and, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that was pretty much Thank everyone's you. reaction to that game. Sorry, uh, Keiba, like Japanese horse racing. 
It's not Solikiba, it's Solitiba. Tiba, because it's Solitiba. But there's no T, there's no T in Japanese. They put like a T, like a T, and I think like in, like a little Small E. Small E. Disney sound, it's like D-E. Yeah, I think that's what it was, but this is what it is. And yeah, I talked about this a long time ago. This came out like in summer 2013 or something. So, I mean. Finally in English. Yeah. There's so. probably a lot of localization required for this game. Because oh, yeah. there, is, there, is a, there is a <laughs> bit of a story. I mean, it's... Yeah, there is some dialogue that they need to translate. It's kind of dumb. There is they some dialogue. They probably have to write like a, like a six-page document to, to explain to players, like, yes, this game really is real. You did buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, actually, um, this kind of links to something that happened to me a couple of days ago. I was I was taking my son to one of those like kids arcades and <laughs> there was a there was a kids um jockey game. Like you know where you you go on the horse and you you know you move back and forward and you go faster. You know, things that are really popular with like, you know, businessmen or whatever. But there was this like tiny little kind of baby's version of it. And I was just like, holy shit, they really get them in early, don't they? It's like, mm-hmm. you get them on the jockey games at like three years old. <laughs> it was amazing. My son was not interested in playing it. <laughs> I, took a, I took a picture, so check, check my Twitter if you want to see a picture. Hmm. So yeah, anyway, that's the wrap-up of Nintendo Direct, uh, Nintendo Direct. Hashtag blame Danny. Which you can. And actually, as a punishment, I think I'm going to actually leave. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I gotta take off, guys. But, okay, um, Danny. Yeah, good luck with the show, and um, yeah, I'll catch you guys out there next time. I'll try not to set the podcast on fire anymore <laughs> than it already is. <laughs> I guarantee nothing. No, guys. Okay. Peace out. Peace. Well, um, I just went through the whole of Nintendo directing on my own, so you two guys can handle the rest of the news. Go, boom. Good job. Uh, okay, so Amazon Japan now ships. Video games overseas, <laughs> right? Right, that's amazing. Which is actually a pretty big deal. It's uh, substantial. I want to hear about people doing this. If anybody is out there listening, tell us if you import a game from uh, Amazon Japan and how much shipping is and how fast you get it and anything else. Especially if you've been enjoying all these Japanese Wii U titles on your <laughs> European Wii's. Or <laughs> right. Well, I, um, Cyrus, you came on the show after I I'd already got my Wii U, but I actually got mine uh, from Amazon EU, Amazon.co.uk, and I was it was I was amazed that they let me get send it to Japan. Uh, so it's kind of like the opposite of this, I guess. But like, they 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 took off the tax. I didn't have to pay VAT, and the the delivery was like surprisingly low. It was only like. 10 quid or something to get a Wii U delivered to Japan, and I was like... Yeah, both yeah. my 3DS and my Wii U were ordered from Amazon.ie or .co.uk, whatever one's supposed to use. And again, it, yeah, the shipping yeah. was very negligible compared but it to... But it, it wasn't the case, you know, like, even, like, a year, two years ago, you couldn't get anything, like, delivered to, uh, like, video game-wise, delivered to Japan. So I guess Amazon just globally are just uh, getting better. <laughs> Or less, less, less of the region blocking, which is good. Squeezing more blood out of their warehouse staff. Yeah, I, like, is there a single other company that like ships out of Japan, or is it just I don't know, like, ships free out of Asian Japan? Stuff, but they have to. They're 
buying their own stock and reshipping it, I think. Yeah. That's a good question. There aren't, well, are there any Japanese companies that ship internationally? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like, I kind of want to know what's going, behi- going on behind the scenes with the Japanese video game companies. Are they down with this or what? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I think there would be. <laughs> Unless there's, some of them are blocked. Maybe some of them are blocked, you know. Maybe, yeah, like Ty said, you know, if you've had any problems like certain games not working, then, yeah, let us know. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cyrus? So, uh, next point is it's a pretty short minor point. Is uh, So, Smash 4, when Bayonetta and Smash Brothers, when Bayonetta and Corrin and whatever was released for the DLC a while back. Sakurai announced that was the end of development. He was going on a vacation. The team was all kind of doing other things. And while not specifically stated, it was implied there would be no more balance patches. That the game was finished and what you had was what you got. I think we even had a big spiel about that on the show for a while on one episode. Did he really say balance patches? Well, he no just problem. said development was finished and I'm out of here, guys. I'm going on a vacation. <laughs> right. So the implication was that no one is in the office to work on the game. And now so, we know uh, that that wasn't the implication. That was not <laughs> at all the implication because a patch just appeared out of nowhere, just an update. Where, uh, And as you know with these updates, when an update appears on Smash, it will delete all of your previous replay data. Yeah. So, so I know a bunch of people were... Both happy to see a new patch and unhappy that their di- their replays were suddenly deleted without warning. Get them on YouTube as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so it is cool. It was a bunch of weird balances and a bunch of minor balances, but it's cool to see them still looking at the game and not just abandoning it. I guess, yeah. Finding <laughs> um, serious business. I guess you should take the next one because you're the only one who plays Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, so uh, so yes, I play a ton of Hyrule Warriors. I had to stop myself a while back. I was like, okay, 140-ish hours is plenty. <laughs> so, and I, I've, I've, I've easily done over 100 hours in that game and not finished even a quarter of the levels. Jesus so Christ. It's, it is titanic, the amount of content in that game. The game of forever. Yes, you, you could play that game. That'd be fine. Um, but... So Hyrule Legends, Hyrule Warriors Legends came out in the 3DS in uh, in Europe recently, or is about to. And in that version of the game, it's it has a bunch of exclusive characters, like uh, all Wind Waker style characters. And it was kind of up in the air if those guys would be making it to uh, if you'd be able to get them as DLC for the regular game standalone. But they just announced that, yes, you'll be able to import or buy a download code for those characters for, like, $15-ish to, uh, to get five new characters and a new weapon on the, on the Wii U version, which is neat. So you basically 3DS characters in Wii U and vice versa. Yeah, so you can, you can buy Hyrule Warriors Legends now, and it comes with a code to transfer all the new characters to the Wii U game. So a lot of people are buying the game exclusively just to get the characters and are announcing, like, yeah, I'm not even going to play this game. I just want the characters from a Wii U. So this, <laughs> Brilliant. This, this gives them an option where they can just buy the DLC at a marked-down price as opposed to an entire game. But 
Well, there you and go. Aside Enjoy. from that, they also announced season passes for the game because the the first Tire Warriors had a ton of DLC, really good DLC of new characters, new missions, new whole new modes with secret characters and stuff. So I was very happy with the season pass I bought for that game. Then, so they announced a new season pass, which is really confusing for the Hyrule Warrior Legends, because some of the content in the season pass is exclusive to the 3DS, and some of it can be transferred to the Wii U. So there's a bunch of confusing uh, different combinations of passes and DLC packets you can buy to get all the DLC on both consoles. Cyrus, are you? Do you have like a voice filter on? Because yeah, it sounds like your voice is getting like deeper. <laughs> is it? Like, Maybe. I, I was wondering if that was just me, but yeah, it's like. Uh, My sure. Voice is slowed down, so it's that stupid deep. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Is, it's, is it's it good now? It's a good look for you. Okay, I'll 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 do my Roboto impression in the future. Um, <laughs> no, you, you're yeah, gonna have so... to talk like a chipmunk to balance it out. Okay, let's go from now. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so Iron Warriors, they haven't really announced any characters. You're getting a, there's a free character being announced soon, which is cool. That uh that bird lady from Wind Waker. I don't know who she is. Yeah, she freaks me out. Yeah, she's got a weird nose. But she's gonna be a free DLC character for both systems, which is cool. Then they haven't announced who the new DLC characters are, but one of them is like Spirit Tracks character. One of them is uh, oh, like that's a bad world. idea. Or I, I can't think. really remember, but it's got a nice spread of Zelda games they're drawing from. So I am cool. pleasantly excited. So on to more exciting news. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nintendo. Are they planning to discontinue the Wii U this year? That's not exciting news. Sorry. I should have read ahead. But anyway, um, there, was, there, there, was Nikkei, there was a Nikkei report that um, said that uh, Nintendo could be uh, discontinuing the Wii U this year. Like, discontinue making Wii U's this year. Um, but Nintendo came back saying that, no, we do plan on continuing to sell the Wii U into next year. Um, so it could be some kind of confusion because, like, we've talked about the Wii U shortages in Japan that were caused by the fact that they just sold all of their stock out and they didn't get any more in because they were just, you know, taken aback by how well the console sold. So maybe it's more like they just want to sell all the systems they have around the world before they start making new ones. Um, so maybe, maybe it made it look like uh, they didn't have anything on the cards to start making Wii U's again, but maybe they will just to delay the date, you know. So um, we'll see how that pans out anyway. Um, the other thing is kind of weird, like this NX controller photo. Um, if you look at your smart device now, you can probably see a picture of it. But it's this. <laughs> there's this picture. There's a few pictures. Like it kind of looks like um, I don't know, like a Vita, but like an oval shape, like a, an American football <laughs> kind of shape, uh, with only two sticks, no buttons. Um, just like I guess on-screen buttons, like touchscreen buttons. Um, it's if it is a if it is a mock-up, it's an extremely good one. Like somebody's physically made it and taken a photograph of it. If it is fake, 
Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Fake, super uh, fake. I'm I'm leaning towards fake, but it does match up with that patent that was filed by Nintendo a while back. So yeah, or or you could yeah, that's the, kind of the most suspicious part of it for me. It's almost like someone's used that patent to make this. <laughs> exactly. Like literally, they've just put that on a piece of wood and then drawn around it. <laughs> you know. Um, it, it does yeah. look super uncomfortable to use. It looks quite big, yeah. It looks almost as the, the width of a gamepad, a Wii U gamepad, <laughs> but just, you know, slightly narrower. And it's I mean, got no face buttons, so if it's real, I can't see myself enjoying using it for actual games. Yeah, um, the, weird, the, the weird thing is, I mean, like, you have all these modders, you know, people who like mod a GameCube into a, you know, a shell of a, a you know, something really small. They somehow cram a whole console into uh, like a tiny little box and they make a portable GameCube or a portable N64, right? You've seen those kind of things, right? Right. The the modding community are, are pretty amazing at those kind of things. So I could easily see like a very good modder, um, you know, making something like this. I mean, there's nothing on the screen. I mean, there was a picture, a different picture with something on the screen, but, like, it looked a bit kind of pixelated and, yeah, it maybe photoshopped as well. But, um, yeah, it's a very good fake if it is a fake. <laughs> Somebody's gone to a lot of effort. Anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. People liked it in this stuff. But, like, remember the Revolution video from a, while, a few years back? Where uh, before the Wii U was announced, there was that the helmet. Weird, yeah, the helmet thing. <laughs> Nintendo on. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Uh, oh, Cyrus, you just added something. Go ahead. Mm, so, uh, so just hot off the shelves is uh, some news about Pokemon Go, which is one of the reasons I recently upgraded my phone. Um, so Pokemon Go is the 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 Nintendo Pokemon app where you kind of walk around the real world and catch Pokemon in real-world locations. So, like, you go to a lake, you can catch Magikarp. You go to a trash can, you can catch Garbodorus. <laughs> but, uh, oh, God. Yeah. So uh, I think there was... I think I'm guessing that uh, they've started to push... There's, like, beta access to the game is supposed to start this month in Japan. And some data is starting to get pushed out to people, so videos of the game being played have appeared online. And it looks like in response... Oh, yeah, there was that, one at GDC, right? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, there was so, a, somebody GDC doing a talk, and they uh, somebody snapped a, a video of somebody doing a demonstration of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I think maybe Pokemon Company are like, okay, let's respond to this and actually get some info out there. So they just announced this uh, this press release talking about the basic idea of the games, and some of it is super cool, where there's the basic stuff. You can walk around, catch Pokemon locations. At uh, time, like, of the games, you can sometimes get eggs of Pokemon, and you have to walk around in real life to hatch the egg like you do in the games. Hmm. And which is which is neat. It's getting those uh, Pokecoin or the, the Nintendo coins on your 3DS. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Play coins. Yeah, the play coins. Then, uh, and a pretty neat feature is that so there's, there's item shops where you can buy Pokeballs or buy, I don't know, rare candies probably. Are they, are they hidden can... inside like real life hospitals? Yeah, so it says that you have to go to real world locations. So like 
popular places like a landmark or like a art museum. Seven <laughs> Eleven. Like yeah, I would one hundred percent. That is definitely they'll show up as Pokemon centers. Right. And uh, <laughs> so you buy your items there at these world, these real locations. And but what I think is there the coolest part of the announcement is uh, also at locations dotted around cities or wherever there'll be Pokemon gyms. And when you go to a gym, if it's empty... <laughs> Located in a real gym. Yeah, but that, that would be sweet. <laughs> you can only hatch your Pokemon by getting on the treadmill for a while. But uh, So at these gyms, if you find an empty gym, you can claim it as your own. And then you can populate the gym with, uh, with a couple of Pokemon. And you can, you can put one Pokemon in, and you can get two friends to put two more Pokemon in for a total of three. And while your Pokemon are in the gym, it's yours. But if another random person comes along and goes, oh, cool, a Pokemon gym is here, they can battle your Pokemon. And if they defeat them, they claim the gym as theirs. So it's like this... Oh, uh, tough yeah, so it's a turf war in real life with Pokemon gym battles, which is every child's dream. So, well, every cool child. <laughs> I could imagine really horrible things happening in certain countries. <laughs> well, of course, this is a, this is a, this game is a disaster waiting to happen, but it'll be a fun disaster for adults. <laughs> Never take a knife to a Pokemon fight. Yeah. Except if you're that knife Pokemon who turns into like a super sword Pokemon. Cool. And I'm just glad that there's going to be a free version and you don't need to buy that stupid watch. I'm totally <laughs> buying the stupid watch. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Ty, how many watches are you buying? All of them. Good. Excellent. We're talking about <laughs> Killer Instinct, right? <laughs> Killer Instinct watch, yeah. So will you actually get this app, either of you? Because I'm... I'm one hundred percent, all in on this thing. I don't know. Would it would it work on an iPod, iPod Touch? Because uh, I'd, I'd only be able to catch Pokemon in my garden, I guess. <laughs> it does say it's uh, it's iPod and Android, so or iPhone. Yeah. Oh, you said iPod. Get with the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd have to be in a Wi-Fi area, right? Yeah. Anyway, probably not. Anyway, uh, we already talked about Mitomo and my Nintendo. Danny had said a little special feature there, but I guess we've done that. So, let's move on to some charts, which I guess is Mr. Sugart's speciality. Yeah, I love charts more than anything. Alright, let's <laughs> blow through these. <laughs> Alright, from number 10, we've got Summon Night 6 Lost Borders. This is some uh, anime bullshit game from Namco Bandai. <laughs> Of course it is. It's got a six in the title, and it's on Vita. Right. Right. I, I mean, I checked YouTube to see if it had exploding clothes, but it doesn't. Hmm. It's still got to number ten without exploding clothes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next, we got uh, Twilight Princess HD in number nine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. wait. Holy shit. Seriously? Yeah. Wow, and, I didn't... Uh, Think Japanese people played Zelda games? That's crazy. On the Wii U as well. Jesus. It's, I I'm not sure is the yeah the, the the amiibo is separately available. Okay, so it's not an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw yeah I saw the amiibo actually in a game stop the other day and it, a game shop the other day and it had a different price tag 
Oh, maybe Cyrus, maybe you told me this. It is supposed to be like 200 yen more than a regular amiibo in Japan. I didn't tell you that, but I think it may be. One, in, one sure. of your cohorts. <laughs> uh, I think it was like 1,500 yen, and they usually go for like 1,300. So. Yeah, maybe. That extra bit of plastic. Like the Woody World amiibo are more expensive than regular amiibo, and Animal Crossing are literally worth nothing at this point. So. Yeah, they're going for like 500 yen at this point, aren't they? Yeah. Because they only work with a game which no one bought in the world. Damn. have been free. Yep. Sorry, Ty. No worries. All right, number eight, we've got Gundam Breaker 3 on the Vita. I can only assume this is a breakdancing <laughs> game. Gundam you know, Breaker. I would buy it. Gundam Breakdancing game, yeah? Yeah. Comes with the comes with a uh, dance pad. Right. For your Vita. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's such a good idea. I mean, I'm sure you just, like, you know, shoot guys or whatever. But, man, a Gundam dancing game. That's innovation. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, number seven, we have Battlefield 4 Premium Edition on the PS4. Uh, I'd rather... Uh, hammer a nail through my dick than play a first-person shooter <laughs> with a PlayStation controller. <laughs> is it that bad? It It's like the thumbstick is just in the wrong place. I don't know yeah. what else there is to say about it. I always think the... Uh, well, I don't know about the PS4 one. I, th- I thought that's supposed to be better. No, the, the, P- the DualShock is shit no matter what version it is. I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah, I always thought the PlayStation 3 one felt like balancing plates on a pair of chopsticks. No, oh, they're just up way too high from the controller? <laughs> well, it's just like, whoa, you know. Oh, and you have to reach your thumb way over. It's just yeah. terrible. Yeah, I've always felt that with PlayStation controllers. They put my thumb in an uncomfortable position. And a lot yeah. of people love the PlayStation controller, but it just doesn't fit my hand properly. Right? Is it? It's just bad. Wii U Pro, that's a good controller. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's better than the DualShock. Whatever. All right, next we got Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. What's all this Vita up the charts? Jesus. I don't know. Let's move on. Next we got Splatoon in number Yay. five. Confirm good game. 1.3 mil. Yeah, it's the only game in the top ten that's over a million and still going strong. It's a consistent seller, Ty. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It is. It's just sitting there in the top ten chart for how many months now? Right? Uh, definitely before Christmas, yeah. All right, next we have <laughs> Mario and Sonic at Rio Olympic on 3DS. Yeah, wow. the, the, no, the, the lack of S is intentional, by the way, because it's Olympic in Japanese. Ah, uh, sure enough. <laughs> Next. I can't believe that, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, next we've got Tom Clancy's Pro Skateboarder. No, Tom Clancy's <laughs> The Division on PS Quadruple. Rip in peace, Tom Clancy. <laughs> right? I, I I liked Rainbow Six, and then I stopped playing Tom Clancy games. Splinter Cell? I tried it once, I didn't like it. I'll probably come back to it because of achievements. We'll see. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Digimon World Next Order is number two. 
It's another Vita game. This time about Digimon. Oh, it's new this week. It sounds like a restaurant game. Next order. Next order, yeah. Shouldn't it be, order shouldn't up, it be new world order? I, Short I order. I like the top two games here. This is like 90s flashback. Good Yo. Japanese. Yeah, right. we're, we're the, Pokemon we're, versus Digimon. We're the metabots up in here. Come on, let's get some Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> there was that metabots game. I downloaded the demo. I haven't played it yet. Which does have exploding clones in it. Okay. I've never seen or played anything Metabots, but I do like the character design, sort of. Well, well look, if you think about it, there's a Zelda, there's a Mario, and there's a Pokemon game in the top ten. Welcome to 2016. It's real. All right. Yeah, and number one in, in its debut month is Pumpkin Tournament. Whoa. Number one. Yeah, straight Almost number 70, 000, one. Yeah, pretty good. Though, I mean, Digimon World Order is pretty close. Digimon New World Order. Yeah, that's what Digimon, I call it. They just recently had a Digimon anime, like kind of a sequel to the old classic Digimon uh, cartoon. So this is kind of riding on that wave, I think. Okay, that's a keen cultural insight that I did not know about. Digimon, digital monsters. Come on, Digimon give me some hardware. Yeah. Give me some hardware, Ty. I want to know how many X-Bones were sold this week. All of them. They sold every last <laughs> one. It's now the market leader. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll start with Xbox One because it sold uh, almost 100 units this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's real. Uh, then PS3 hanging in there, 1,400 some units, only about 10.4 million. I guess it probably won't go much higher. If we stick strictly to this generation, you know, PS4, Xbox, and Wii U. Yeah. There's uh, there's quite a big, <laughs> big gap between them, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, look at this, like uh. There's way more Wii unit Wii U units sold, so it's at 3.12 million right now. It only sold 13,000 this week. Oh, maybe because there are none. <laughs> Actually, no, no, because there was literally wasn't it like double digits, Cyrus, like the other week. What oh, Wii U? Yeah, because it like everything there were literally no units. <laughs> I thought yeah. it had gone. To, I think it went down to less than a thousand, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me dive back into our records while you're going to the list, and I'll check. Yeah, so, like, meanwhile, PS4, like, doubled that those sales this week, but is, like, way behind on total. Yeah, 28,000 PS4s this week, 2.6 million total, so, yeah. In Japan, at least, it's Wii U number one, PS4 number two, and close, very close behind the PS4 is X-Bone. Yeah, like, I wonder what's pushing it. Like With I 60, don't sixty five million for Xbox. Yeah, like I I don't know Tom Clancy and Battlefield are those really moving PS4s in Japan? I I I am still I really don't know who's buying PS4s even now <laughs> in any country. Well, they <laughs> like, did release that uh, Street Fighter Edition PS4 uh, uh, when when uh, Street Fighter came out. Maybe some people are picking up those. 
Oh yeah, no, no Street Fighter Five this this week. Yeah. I played a little, but I'm I'm angry with them for not giving me my character. So. Street Fighter Five still has problems, and we're waiting on that patch or that update. It's on the thirty first. I actually just uh, so I look back at the Wii U numbers, and uh, for the last so in episode seventy three and episode seventy four, like last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they sold about four thousand for those weeks each, mm-hmm. and uh, but so what was what caused the massive spike this week to knock it up to twelve thousand or fourteen thousand? Probably oh. units being available at all. They probably yeah probably uh, yeah getting new units and repackaging American units with Japanese packaging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just don't mention region locking on so the guys bring it home and uh, get fucked. Well, annoyingly, it's probably like a switch inside the u- the unit that does that, right? It might be. That's how it was on the GameCube. Is it now? It's probably more complicated now, but oh, it's probably just like a what do you call it? Just a firmware dump, and then that. Yeah, and it's probably encrypted all the fuck too, so it's cheap and easy for Nintendo to switch up. But there you go. Not possible to crack right now. There you go. So that's your charts. And yeah. so next up, we've got a Life in Japan segment for you. Oh, oh boy. Here it comes. Hold on to your asses. So yeah, this uh, life in Japan uh, topic was is kind of like inspired by uh, Matt Walker, Famicast alumni, uh, some of the troubles he's been having recently. So today's topic is uh, customer service in Japan. Um, so what happened to Matt? Uh, he was recently on a business trip to China, and uh, took his 3DS with him as he does uh, to play Zelda games. Probably bless him like playing the Zeldas, and he lost his 3DS, so he lost everything. I mean, he was obviously, like, you know, an ambassador. You know, he's, like, had a 3DS since Famicast Episode 1. If you go back and listen to, I think it's Episode 1 or 2, you know, we talk about getting our 3DSs, or Danny and Matt, at least, getting their launch 3DSs. And, you know, I think he's gone through a few systems, like transferred next system, but... No, this is like years worth of games. Uh, I think he downloaded retail games as well, or not all of them, but I think he had a lot of retail games. Um, uh, he talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Um, go back and listen to that little section with Danny he did. And um, so in, a, in other countries, Nintendo are okay with this kind of thing. Um, Johnny Metz on RFN, he's had some experiences with uh, losing or, you know, he went through that flood, right? He lost everything in, in a flood uh, way in his area of uh, the right, States. Right, I remember lived. that. Lost, like, every one of his consoles. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but he bought, like, a new 3DS, and he called up NOA, and they transferred the license. Uh, no, they didn't transfer the licenses, but they, they saw that everything he'd bought via his Club Nintendo account, and they refunded him all the, um, the same value of money to his account. Wow. So he could buy back Yeah, so he could buy back everything he'd lost, right? Which is which is great. And well, you know, I would call that 
pretty much a standard thing. I mean, if they'd had the infrastructure, you know, like Microsoft or Sony, they could have just gone boom, and then all of his games would have just appeared on his system. <laughs> but at that time, Nintendo didn't have that capability, and you could argue they still don't have that capability. But in Japan, NCL, um, Matt was doing some research, and he found that you know people in Japan don't get anything like that. It was just basically, well, we <laughs> we apologize for your inconvenience, but you know, please understand. That's um, Japanese for fuck you. Yeah, it's kind of like that's life. You know, we can't do anything about it. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> please, we we appreciate your custom, but you know, we can't do anything. And this kind of got me thinking about customer services in Japan. Um, there's a lot of good, and but there's also some bad. So I thought we could, uh, you know, share our stories about yeah. customer service in Japan. Uh, yeah, like I was thinking back and skimming this list, and it's like super amazing or absolutely terrible with like no middle <laughs> yeah. ground. No middle ground, exactly. So maybe we should should we start with some good stuff. Um, have you got any good stories or things you want to read off the list? <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, McDonald's and restaurants in general, I guess. A disgusting place in, in any other country. Yeah, I mean, all the McDonald's I've been to in Japan are nice. They have nice service. Except, but... yeah, yeah, except in Japan. That was where I was going with. <laughs> right, like uh, uh, a small thing they do is like uh, after you get an order, like they'll take it to your table. Right, right, yeah, exactly. It's like a like an actual restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I I uh, I very rarely go to McDonald's because they they don't do a veggie burger in in Japan, unfortunately. But um, when I have gone, you know, if it's like raining, for example, like they'll put everything, like you know, even like a drink, they'll put like a drink in a paper bag with a, like one of those kind of cup holder things, and then they'll put all of those things in a bigger plastic bag, and then if it's raining. They'll actually put like this rain cover bag over the top of the plastic bag, um, to put so you know rain won't go in. Some packaging. So you get two plastic bags, and inside those you'll have three or four paper bags, and then all the plastic crap that your food is in inside those. So yeah, a lot of waste, but you know all of your stuff is you know in perfect condition by the time you get home. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Sai, have you got anything? Yeah, so like when I I live in the in the middle of nowhere, it's big country town, and for me to get to my bank, it's like a forty minute walk uphill to get to my nearest bank. So, so we're we're doing good things at the moment, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm getting to that. So I'm, okay, it's, it's it's really awkward for me to get to my bank at okay. bank opening hours. Like I, if I want to make it to a bank before they close, I have to take holiday time, like to leave work oh, early just to go to the bank. Um, right. So I first discovered this when I first got to Japan. Like I walked up to the the bank, and it was all closed up. So uh, I like I I tried to use the the ATM. There's a like a telephone beside all ATMs. So I just used that and was like, hey, I need to put some money in. And so they they came out and uh, like talked to me in my garbled Japanese. And they were like, okay, clearly this this guy, this foreigner, he needs help. Yeah. So uh, so they told me to, to like to come back tomorrow at five o'clock. 
which and I said, okay, fine. So I came back at five, which is two hours after my, my bank closes. They opened the bank specially for me, let me inside and, uh, and dealt with all my sending money back to Ireland transactions. It took like an hour and a half to sort everything out after the bank had closed. Wow. So like, that's amazing. Amazing customer service there. I wonder if they would do that in like a city um, branch. Because you live like out in the sticks, right? Like yeah, countryside so, type place. Well, the bank was, was officially closed. There were still other employees in there doing their own thing. So it wasn't like they like they came in on a weekend to open it for me. But they still did right. let me in. That, that would never happen in Ireland. So. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, so similar, yeah, on, on the same, we're still on the good stuff here. Like, a lot of times when you buy something from a shop, like, especially if it's something like, yeah, that's cost, uh, you know, like, let's say over 50,000 yen, you know, $500 or whatever. Maybe it's a TV or maybe some jewelry or something like that. Um, often, like, the store clerks will actually follow you, follow you to the door and then bow as you leave. So like and they'll they won't they'll stay at the entrance to the shop until you've gone out of their sight. Like you you be like walking away from the shop, you look behind and it's like, oh no, they're still there, they're still looking at me, <laughs> bowing. And it's like, okay, I guess I have to keep walking or they're not gonna go inside. <laughs> yeah, I I just got a, a new phone this weekend and that exact thing. They, oh, they yeah, package everything up all nicely, then uh, they they take the bag with the phone in it and like escort you to the door then present you with your purchase and give you a big bow and the whole store will chime in with you know and uh, right. and then they'll watch you as you leave yeah that's a that's a good uh, good example yeah and anything that you've signed up for or something like that <laughs> um, or spent you know a good deal of money they're going to do that right yeah. And it makes you it makes you feel special, right? It's like you know, I've I've spent a lot of money in this shop. Yeah, the the damn right that should make me feel special, right? But you know, <laughs> would they do that in any other country? Probably not. Um, yeah, uh, Ty, have you got any other good stories? Yeah, positive uh, stories. Yeah, as I scribbled here in the notes, uh, game center employees will give you a butt <laughs> massage if they see you going ham on the UFO catchers. <laughs> oh God. Well, pretty, pretty close. Like, uh, if if they notice you playing, especially if you're in like one of the big busier ones or the popular ones, upscale ones. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking for. They'll uh, you if you if you're not winning, they'll come over and like set it up so it'll be super easy for you to win. Like, uh, even if you don't need the help or whatever, while giving you the butt massage. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, I was at this other place. There's there's uh, this prize game where you try to push out a prize through like a tiny gap in a wall, like you move your this arm like uh, I hate those horizontal horizontally yeah. and vertically, and then it tries to push through. Yeah. Yeah, and like I did it, but I only just kind of grazed the prize and turned it sideways. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, hey, buddy, this prize to drop. He's like, oh, here you go, dude. Whatever. <laughs> What was it? PS3. Uh, it was that figure I just now showed you while well, a little oh, while ago. The right Dreamcast here. one. Yes, my anime girlfriend. Nice get. Yeah. So cool. that's a that's a five star experience when shop again. Yeah. 
And you'll, okay. you'll see that all the time. Like, they patrol the machines looking for people who are like, oh, this guy's put in a bunch of money, give him some help. So it's really cool. I don't think I've ever hung around that long. <laughs> I usually, like, try once or twice and then give up, run away. Um, so, yeah, talking about five-star experiences, like, I don't know about you guys, but have you stayed in many, like, hotels here in yeah, Japan? Yeah, I've been in a bunch. Have you yeah, ever been in Yeah, I go to those one? love hotels all the time with all my <laughs> girlfriends. Have you ever been in a hotel that's been, like, rank? No. No, absolutely never. They are immaculate. That's the weirdest thing, isn't it? Like, you could be in, like, the slimiest, grimiest area of, like, you know, the bit, the busiest town. You go inside any hotel, even if it's, like, you know, like, a thousand yen a night, and it'll be spotlessly clean. Like, the beds will be fresh, new sheets, like, everything will be cleaned and shining. And you just, you just can't have a bad hotel experience in Japan. It's like, and you might... You really, yeah. And give you a lot of stuff like complimentary toothbrushes and hairbrushes and everything in, in the bathroom. <laughs> well, that, well, that's called that's called a hotel. That's that's called staying in a hotel. But well, yeah. in Ireland, you don't get no toothbrushes. Well, really? yeah, I think in the West, yeah, I, actually, now you, now you mention it, like, um, in the UK, um, sounds like Ireland as well, like, they're kind of cutting back a lot, like, to try and, you know, save you money, you know, <laughs> but, like, what they're doing is, like, not giving you as much stuff, right? But, yeah, they don't really do that in Japan. But, yeah, it's something that's pretty cool, like, you can always feel, like, if you get, you know, friends staying over or, like, family staying over, and they're, like, the first thing you say is, like, oh, find me a cheap hotel, you know, somewhere that's not too bad, and it's like, well, don't worry about it not being too bad. It'll be fine. Whatever you choose, you know, if you choose the cheapest one, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. And yeah, that's definitely been true uh, for me and people that I've, uh, you know, people who've come over to to stay. Um. So yeah, that's the good stuff out of the way. So now on to the bad stuff. Okay. So yeah, we already mentioned. Um, so Matt's uh, 3DS experience. So I actually have an anecdote which is kind of similar to Matt's, but in totally different products, totally different kind of uh, store we're talking about here. So there's this, um, there's this uh, I think it's American, there's an American store called iHerb, or iHerb, as Americans might call it. I don't know. <laughs> I-H-E-R-B. And it sells like, you know, like shampoos and stuff. Uh, lots of like organic products and stuff. My wife is like, she likes to buy like organic shampoo and it's kind of expensive in Japan. And they, they sell it like at cost price. So it's really cheap. And like even with delivery, it's like way cheaper to buy some of this stuff uh, from America <laughs> shipped from, I think it's LA uh, to Japan. So it's a great shop and it's really reasonably priced. And they've got, it's actually popular in Japan as well. And they have, it's got so popular in Japan, they've actually started a Japanese branch, um, which handles all the Japanese customer support. So you can actually, you know, do live chat with them in Japanese or like email people in Japanese now. Um, because before it was like only English, and you know, so you know that kind of puts Japanese people off. <laughs> it's like if the co if the call center is only in English, it's like. Ooh. Um, so. Yeah, we ordered some stuff and, like, like I said, some shampoos and a couple of the bottles that exploded in, in <laughs> on the way over, as you might expect. You know, they'd tried their best; they'd put it in plastic bags, like taped it down and stuff. But a couple of exploded, and um, so like, 
my wife, uh, she's the one who ordered it. She contacted the Japanese uh, customer service, and uh, she said, you know, she explained what happened, and they said, like, um, could you send a photograph of it? And so she, we sent a photograph, and then and they said, oh yeah, well, the response was basically, please understand. It was basically like, this, this, this it happens from time to time with uh, international deliveries. There's nothing we can do about it. And my wife was kind of like pissed off, and she said, "Like, can you like contact the American like customer service and see what they say?" And I'm like, "Well, what are you talking about? It's going to be the same answer, right?" I contact the American one. I say, "I say like, you know, it's almost exactly the same thing, but in English." And the first response was, "We're very sorry about that. We've already refunded your credit card with the full cost of all the products in your account. Thank you for your email. Have a great day." I was like, "Honey." We just got a complete refund, <laughs> and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and I thought that was so interesting. This is the same company. We've written the same email, but in two different languages, and the responses we got were just like completely different. That's hilarious. So, That's amazing, man. I'm really curious now because I used to work Amazon.com customer service. Like I'd be a call center person. I'd love to know what Amazon.co.jp's uh, status on that kind of stuff is because in Amazon, yeah, Amazon would yeah. bend over backwards to give you what you want. Yeah, and a lot of things like with Amazon, a lot of things the cheaper things that you you don't even have to send it back. You know, if it's damaged, yeah. you say like, "Oh, it's damaged," like, and they ask you how big it is, and they're like, "Ah, oh, just keep it." Yeah, it's, it's below the cost it would to send it back yeah. to them. They're like, "Nah, fuck it, whatever." Yeah, we'll refund you. We'll give you the money back. Just keep it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet in Japan it would be like, yeah, take a photograph and then send it back to us or something like that. <laughs> and we'll give you nothing back. We'll give you the exact same product back. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's a kind of a good example of the difference of that. Does, does anyone ever have any other bad experiences? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a couple. This is a secondhand story. It came to me from, uh, I think it was from one of my Japanese professors. He was telling me he was at uh, a restaurant, just like just like a, not even a fancy one. Maybe it was McDonald's. Maybe it was just something. It was like one step up, maybe. And he tells me he, you know, he wants to get his burger without pickles or something. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> It's like, okay, is it possible for me to get without pickles? It's like, uh, oh, no, it's not on the menu, so <laughs> can't really do that. I mean, Don't come on, can you, can't you just, like, take off the pickles? Let me talk to my manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's got a good story. And then it's Moshi walking nigh. We cannot take the pickles off the burger. <laughs> Moshi wake gozaimasu. We cannot do a special. A special order of yeah, that sort. Yeah, a friend of mine had a similar story, actually. He wanted a sandwich without mayo. Right. And and they said, like, sorry, we don't do order-made sandwiches. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want an order-made sandwich. I just don't want you to put the mayo on. And <laughs> they said they can't do that. So they were making the sandwich in front of him, adding <laughs> the ham, the cheese, and then adding the mayo on in front of him. And it's like, no, we can't take the mayo off. Sorry, here's your mayonnaise-laden sandwich. Wow, what, what is the, the logic into your eyes as they squeeze this. the mayonnaise? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just looking at them. 
It's like eye contact, yeah. Let me just put the mayo on here for you, sir, yeah. Just like you wanted. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So, so that, I, that reminded you, sorry, of something? Yeah, so this isn't this isn't really bad or good. It's just kind of funny, kind of in the middle. It's just needless, typical Japanese bureaucracy more than anything. Where So this is that uh, I was at Tokyo Game Show my first year in Japan, like four years ago. And I went to the, the Capcom merch booth. And so I was on a public day, so pretty much everything was sold out in the first 20 minutes. And <laughs> right. so I got in and uh, and I saw one Mon Monster Hunter t-shirt. I'm like, that looks pretty cool. I'll, I'll look that up. It's still in my press over there. That... And but all of them were sold out. They only had like display models available, and so I was like, I talked to one of the the store people that was there. I was like, could I buy the display model since you don't have any regular ones? And he was like, Oh no, not a chance. And I was like, Okay, yeah, that's fine. So I brought the thing back, and I realized they had two display models of my size, and they had but they had one display model of all the other ones. So I went back and was like, look, you have two medium display models. Can I take one of these and buy it and put the other one back? And he was like, mm. <laughs> oh, no. But, but, like, but then at this, at, just at that moment, like his manager or someone walked past and, uh, and he was like, okay, hang on a sec. So he talked to the manager and was like, can he buy this extra display model? And the manager was like, hmm. Hang on a sec. So he went over and talked to his manager, who was uh, who was like behind the counter, and uh, and she like she was like, hey, can this guy get this T-shirt? And she was like, hmm. This escalates Hang all the way to the company president. <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this. But uh oh. So, uh oh. So she said she she went over to the corner, picked up the phone, and called uh called the the right. next person on the chain was a T-shirt. Can he buy the T-shirt? And you could almost hear on the phone, hmm, hang on a second. So she went to me, he's like, hang on, he's going, he's putting me on hold, he's going to talk to his boss. Right. And uh, so this person Two hours went further later. up the chain. <laughs> and then, like, he came back like five seconds later, yeah, you can buy the shirt. And uh, so, so, they, so they just gave it to me, like, the, the, the first person rang it up for me and everything. So it was like, it went five people up the well, chain to buy this, this is a happy shirt ending. that they had. Two of, I mean, it was a, a happy ending, but just like this is this was so needless. That's amazing. But actually, yeah, Cyrus, that's a that's a great explanation of how it is in Japan. You know, the 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 rank, the command, you know, the chain of command, how it goes up. You know, and you could even apply that to you know how like gaming company work, games companies work. You know, how you can't do anything without you know permission oh, or everything is. <clears throat> chain of command. You can't do anything yeah. out of order or it's, the whole system collapses. Exactly. Um, the senpai, kohai system, you know, is very crucial to Japan, you know. People don't do things without their boss knowing about it, you know, or having complete permission, written permission to do the smallest of tasks. I think, uh, yeah, it was the same thing at, at TGS, maybe, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, like, we're trying to get, you know, videos of the Monster Hunter booth and, you know, yeah, we went through three or four people before we got the, the go-ahead. Um, 
other things. What else? I've got here. I wrote some down things there. Yeah, I scribbled one down a minute ago. Uh, okay. So uh, one of the first culture shock things I think pretty much all foreigners go through is uh, ATMs. Oh yes. Y'all know. <laughs> so like you know you you go to the bank or the post office, which is the bank, because <laughs> that's how Japan is, and you're like, okay, I'll make a withdraw. The tellers are all closed, but surely I can use the ATM. No. The ATMs <laughs> close when, when the post office closes. Right, yeah, exactly. The little guy inside needs a break. Machines, robots designed to replace living people have to sleep at night, too. So. <laughs> right? The what robots, if there's a problem, yeah. her? Yeah, and so, yeah, like, like Ty just said, this, the reason for this is they don't want people to run into problems. So if because if a person runs into a problem, there's no one available to help them. So clearly they're fucked beyond repair. And uh, so Japan will <laughs> never let that happen unless there is someone available, a real person to help you with the problem. They're not going to let you do it. I'm sure glad I could be greatly inconvenienced so that I'm not minorly inconvenienced. <laughs> so uh, and this does not just extend to to like the post office ones. So I usually all 7-Elevens usually have like a seven bank ATM. And my local 7-Eleven is 24 hours, but my and their ATM is always on. But because my bank closes uh, at a certain time, my ATM card does not work past seven o'clock. Jesus if, Christ, are you serious? <laughs> so if I don't have my money taken out by 7 p.m. when I go into Tokyo or whatever, I'm just I'm done. I'm trapped. I can't do anything. I'm sleeping on the streets. Right. So. <laughs> Surrounded by thousands of active ATMs with all these other people using them, but I can't because my bank is closed. Right. So my my next thing is kind of related to the positive thing that we talked about. How you know, like Cyrus said about the the lady took his phone to the door and then bowed and stuff. Like sometimes when they do that, it's kind of like slowing you down a bit, <laughs> and it's like some sometimes like all the politeness and the you know the bowing and everything it just kind of like slows everything down and you just want to like buy something and get the hell out of there and you can't do it because they have a set way of doing things like there's this um like tea shop that um I sometimes buy you know like uh some tea of like a bank present for somebody and like they've just got this strict way of doing it like they have to put it in a bag wrap it up in a certain way and then take you to the the door and stuff, and it's just fucking tea bags. <laughs> just give me the fucking, just give me the yeah. fucking tea. I just want to get out. Go home and rip off all that careful packaging. Exactly. And put it in something else anyway. Exactly. It's just it's a tea bag. I don't need you to escort me to the door. Anyway, <laughs> that's another thing. But like, basically, like, what I think is that Japanese people. I don't think they really, like, talking about Matt's problem and, you know, my wife's problem, you know, trying to get the refunds and stuff. Like, Japanese people don't tend to complain that much um, or, like, ask, especially not, like, to do things like ask for the money back or ask to exchange it for something. It's very rare that people do that. So, like, you know, when gaijins like us, you know, when we're used to that kind of thing and when we want that, you know, 
it can cause problems. It's like, you know, ooh, you know, we don't know how to process this, you know, oh my god, You've does, does not yeah, <laughs> does not compute. Let me just call head Invasion office. of Western barbarians. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's that whole that like what's that word gaman or something? You know, just to yeah. suck it up. Deal with it, nerd. Yeah. Shogunai. Shogunai. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you have a yeah, your first experience of Shogunai, which means uh, that's life or let it be, you know, we can't. I, I always like to think of it as deal with it, and then the the sunglasses float down from space. Shit Sun. happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shogunai. That's a good Japanese phrase to learn. Um, it's something you'll hear a lot <laughs> if you're in Japan. You know, like you you stub your toe on a thing and you break your foot. Ah, oh, Shogunai. You lose all your money, uh, you know, on the stock exchange. Ah, oh, Shogunai. Your wife leaves you because you know you you spend too much time at the uh, the pachinko parlor. Shogunai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> all this kind of complaining is like completely irrelevant for people who you know don't live in Japan. And if you just here to, as a visitor, you probably won't experience much of it. Um, you won't experience much of the bad stuff, I guess. Um, maybe if you're in a restaurant and you want to, like, you know, swap something out that you didn't want, you know, and you might have some <laughs> kickback from that. But uh, generally, you won't experience that kind of stuff, right? At least I don't think so. But uh, yeah, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. That's a little bit of a life in Japan uh, topic. So, that one was a little bit real. Yeah. <laughs> Customer service pros outweigh the cons in Japan. They can be yeah. frustrating, but generally they're so helpful and so nice. It's you know. That's true. I mean, like back in the UK, the, the biggest differences I noticed is that you know there's obviously a lot less care put into like you know customer service, but like at least people talk to you and you know you can get stuff done a lot faster. You know, and people talk to you as a human being more, so to speak. Like you can start just chatting to a you know someone behind the, the counter and, you know, they'll talk back to you. But in Japan, you know, it's, it's you're always the customer, you know, it's always the, the robotic. It's very you know, scripted. One. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you got to follow the script. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen, like, documentaries about this, like how they train, like, even, like, restaurant workers, you know, even, like, you know, like a McDonald's or something. Like, all the phrases and, like, the, even down to, like, the hand gestures, how they give you the money, how they give you the change. Everything is scripted. Like it's amazing. Like you don't think about it as a customer, but then if you just stop and think about it, like wait a minute, why do all the McDonald's staff talk to me in that same way and give me money in the same way? It's because they've been trained to do that, you know. And you, you know, even these high school kids who are doing it just for a summer job, they have to learn it. <laughs> There's no excuse. You want to work in McDonald's, you got to get good at being a McDonald's worker. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for listening and uh, understanding. So let's move on to a little bit of some feedback. Yay! Okay, so I've got a couple of uh, tweets here to read out. Um, uh, first one, uh, I did a little poll on the Twitter, the Famicast Twitter account, which is at the Famicast, if you want to follow us. And uh, I asked everyone, 
how long they've been listening to the Famicast. And there was a few options to choose from. And uh, Rich, uh, at Rich70, uh, came back to us and said he's been listening uh, since day one. Yay. So, yeah, obviously we appreciate your uh, long-term understanding. Thank you very much, Rich. Um, the Yeah, because obviously we had our five-year anniversary, so it's been a long time. And actually, 8-4 celebrated their 150th episode the same week we uh, celebrated our 75th, which is exactly half the amount of episodes. <laughs> I nice. thought that was kind of funny. But, you know, obviously we started off as a monthly show. And actually looked back at the 8-4's first ever podcast, and it turns out they were six months before us. We were six months after 8-4's first ever episode. So, uh, yeah, they did beat us. But honestly, I hadn't and never heard of 8-4 until several years after. <laughs> but people don't, probably don't believe me. They probably think I just copied off 8-4. I didn't. Uh, next one is from Russ Greenow. Russ Greenow wants us to talk about the Happy Price Selection, which is um, the Japanese name for the Nintendo Selects, I think it's called in English. Yeah, I think the, the discount games. The Yeah, the ones that's like all down to 20 squids, $20 or whatever. Happy Price Selection, that's a good one. What's it called in McDonald's? What's the Happy Meal in McDonald's? Happy Meal? No, they can't say meal. That's too difficult. Oh. Yeah. I think, oh, it's Happy Set. Happy Set. Yeah, I was going to say Happy Set, probably about it. Happy Set. Oh. Another one from Luca uh, Tyrion on Twitter. He says, uh, thank you to the Famicast for mentioning him in episode 74. Oh, that's a couple back now. Uh, he just listened to it because he's got a backlog of podcasts to listen to, not just games. But he loves us, he says. Love you guys. Thank you, Aww. Luca. We love you too. I especially Actually, love <laughs> Next, um, if you just give me a moment, I'm just loading up Mitomo here because I've got some Mitomo feedback. People actually let you feedback on Mitomo? <laughs> Kinda. I just got an error message. Oh, Data has cool. been. Aw, Danny Biv is friends with me. What a nice man. <laughs> There's also one comment say. on the YouTube page. Oh, yeah. YouTube. Okay, from the last, uh, is that two episodes back, 74? Oh, well, just, I think, the one we're currently doing, I think someone is in watching. Oh, right, awesome, 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 yeah. Okay, we've got a live comment, uh, Cyrus. So, uh, we've got, when do you guys think my Nintendo is coming out in the USA? That's from Zach565v3. Well, I think they mentioned it was going to be later in March. Mitomo is definitely later in March, so they haven't actually. They still haven't set a date, so that will come. It'll come on the same day. My, my Nintendo and Mitomo are just integrally connected, so. Uh, yeah, uh, and like the game then. is already fully localized. It's in English, just on the Japanese store, so you know <laughs> they, they just have to release it. Okay, so this is the first for the Famcast. Um, I've got some feedback on Mitomo. Here's a Mitomo feedback. I don't know if this will become a regular feature or not. But uh, I left. Uh, there was there's a question given to me. What current event has grabbed your your interest? And my answer was the Famicast five year anniversary, of course. And some people have actually asked uh, quest uh, 
give them some comments via that question. Uh, the first one was from Simon, who said, Happy birthday, you guys. Um, next is from Gypsy Otoko, which is Matt. Uh, he says, best and only podcast about Japan games and Japanese games. <laughs> I think that's uh, shots fired to A4 Play. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Simon and Matt for those Mitomo comments. And I think that's about it for feedback. Um, we, Like I said, we're going to get to the, the long... the the full-length uh, email uh, next episode. So um, uh, if you want to send us a long-term email, uh, that's uh, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. I don't know if people still do emails these days, but uh, there you go. Please do that. Um, or if you can't be asked to, to do that, you can send a short question on Twitter, like I said before, at the famicast, and we will read it out on episode 77. Lucky sevens. So that's the end of this uh, episode. Uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Cyrus Delaney for joining us, as always. Anytime, my dears. And, of course, Mr. Schugert. Hey! Keeping it real. And uh, Danny, who is no longer with us. <laughs> Rip in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> and Danny will be back next episode. So, until then, fam crew out. Thank you.